Good boys. These are the same wow, boys. Wow, Kimmy is saying boys. Who are the boys? Are the boys? These are the boys. <laughs> <laughs> tell, her, tell, her, tell her about the chunky boys. <laughs> One of those? Is that a chunky no, boy? No, no, this is a chunky boy. Watch. Um, Welcome to another episode of We Explain Movies. I'm Kimmy. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Courtney. And this is the podcast where three best friends submerge you in a cesspool of spoilers as we explain, rate slash review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved classics of film. Since this is a cesspool for spoilers, if you haven't seen the movie that we're reviewing this week, well, explaining, which is Drop Dead Gorgeous, then either go watch it or, uh, you know, we're going to spoil the heck out of it. Come along for the ride. Yeah. (laughs) For other spoiler time stamps, you can check out our Instagram or Twitter at WeExplainMovies. Excellent. Mm. As Courtney teased last week, we have a special, special surprise this week. A special, special surprise. An SS, if you will. Have we hyped it up enough? (laughs) We said that last week. (laughs) Woot woot! Uh, Who's sitting to my right? We have a special guest this evening. It is Courtney's older sister. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, you guys? (laughs) Introduce yourself. I'm Sammy. (laughs) Older sister. Yeah, there we go. This is Sammy, my sister. Uh, Our first guest star. She's 72 years old. (laughs) Yeah. We we were about to celebrate her her three quarters of a century mark soon. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Destination TBD. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So yeah, this is my sister. It's going to be really fun. Uh, It's our first time that we're going to have a guest, and Mm -hmm. she's going to help me explain all of Drop Dead Gorgeous, because this normally would be my solo week, um, doing one of my all-time favorite movies. And she's in town, and what better person to explain it with me, because we can quote this movie from start to finish. Absolutely. Easy peasy. Yeah. Uh, so, to, to kick off our week, we always begin with, what did you watch this week? So, what did you guys watch this week? Woot woot! So, um, because I was just, and this was really not the plan, you guys, but after we saw Endgame, I was like, I have to watch everything that Marvel's ever made, so I watched Iron Man 1, because I haven't seen it in ages, I realized I didn't remember anything about the movie at all. Um, I couldn't predict anything. And, uh, then I watched Iron Man 2, and that was fun also, and... Dude, Sam Rockwell's a huge dick in that. At one <laughs> point, he? Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Scarlett Johansson, like, come up to the booth to, they're like, we need to call the cops or something, and he's like, get these bitches out of here. And oh I'm my like, gosh. Sam! <laughs> oh my so disappointed in you. Um, <laughs> and then Courtney and I watched Thor together. So good. And that one? was really fun. Yeah. Because it was mostly fun just because of what our commentary was. Right. Yeah, the first one, though. Yeah, and I love Thor. I mean, he's my favorite, but we were like, God, stop being such a baby. <laughs> he just, like, cries and throws fits. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And Natalie Portman does the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but about science. She's like, they stole my notebook. <laughs> yeah. And then we started Captain America and just kept making jokes about how he and Bucky are, are fucking in the alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's dark. <laughs> no, it's positive. It, it's yeah, totally positive. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm living for it, so. Also, man, <laughs> Sebastian Stan's so beautiful. I know, that's what I said last week. Thank you. <laughs> He's cute, bye. Yeah. Any, did you watch anything else? Um, I watched Sebastian Stan on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> like, just one clip or many? No, I watched actually a lot of Avengers interviews, but yeah. that one was what I watched. Good. Yeah. Kimmy? Well... 
we went and saw Avengers Endgame again, all of us. Oh, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. That, too. Yeah. yeah. I definitely cried a lot more this time. Oh, really? Just because I, like, got to, you know, I wasn't so hyped up on the energy in mm. the room. I could, like, really focus on my emotional state. And <laughs> because I just love a love a good cry. <laughs> so oh, you know I was what? for sure just like weeping. Yeah. I, I think I said this to you guys, but I was just so impressed because when we saw it the first time, it was so late at night. There was I didn't see a kid around anywhere. There might have mm-hmm. been, but I didn't see any. And this time when we saw it, there were two kids sitting one seat over from me, and I was a little bit nervous that they were gonna be oh, obnoxious. So cute, though. And both kids were so like such good moviegoers, yeah. and they were both so into it. And like the little boy, when all the third act stuff is happening, just kept like shaking his arms around. He was so excited, and I was like, "This is so nice." That little girl was so far forward in her seat; she yeah. was like hovering over the <laughs> row in front of her, and she's just like, "What's happening? What yeah. is it? What's going on?" It was adorable. So cute. Yeah. So you guys didn't see another kid who was like crying in the hallway like, we did right at the I, end of the movie well that was that was like a oh. kid that got taken out by his mother yeah that was a kid throwing a tantrum yes. yeah so not a good movie goer no yeah, not he a was a bad movie, movie goer. yeah <laughs> we were like shut up yeah. what else did i watch i watched oh i went to the movies and i saw oh yeah high life you knocked that off your watch list i did fun. i wanted to see it <clears throat> unfortunately it wasn't very good it was a very beautiful film to look at so, cinematography-wise, it was it was very beautiful. I it was pretty slow, and the people that I went with were upset by that. They thought that the lengthy timing was used like gratuitously, oh, really? like as like an art How long device. Was it? We'll tell her about the ten-minute segment that you told. Oh me. yes, there's a. There, it's only five minutes. It's but that's a long time on on film. Yeah, five yeah. straight minutes of. Um, Julia Binoche. Oh, I was talking about something else, but okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, talk I think about that, that if you want. <laughs> she told me I everything. think it's important to talk about. I think that her, the actress's name is Julia Binoche, and I'm probably pronouncing that wrong because she's a French actress, I believe. The five-minute scene <laughs> is of her, you know, going crazy on a at, in a sex box. Okay, I she said the context. word sex. She said the word sex box to me about twenty times, and I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. All right, so they're on a spaceship. Sex box could be so okay. many things. Okay, I'm just gonna spoil this. It's okay. <laughs> All right, I don't. I don't think any of you guys are gonna see it. Listeners. I don't think any listener has ever heard of or will ever hear. <laughs> okay, that they're the cons. They're they're convicts. And they're, like, you can stay on Earth on death row, or you can go be, like, these experimental pilots in, in space. And it's really unclear about what their purpose in space is, because they have a purpose. It's either to investigate black holes or also procreate in space. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe it's procreate in a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> when you birth your child, it has to go straight into the black hole. I don't know why those From two one missions. one hole to another. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway. So those are the options. Yeah. Well, right. that's what they do. Both of those things. That's just kind of interesting. Why? Why? Why would? Those two missions be within the same ship. Yeah. Because you find out later that there's other ships with other jobs. 
Oh. You know, it's like, I feel like maybe have, like, one procreating ship and maybe have one black hole investigation ship separately. But well, why are that? we letting these convicts choose? Well, because exactly. they're, they're kind of sent as guinea pigs because you find out that there's no intention of bringing them back, so it's a death sentence either way. Okay. So, which is kind of like a brilliant way to use human Better life have a bunch for purpose. Of serial killer DNA floating around in space. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, kind of like the passage. Yeah. Anyway. Pa- passage. Passage. Passengers? The passage? passage? I don't know what the passage is. Oh. I've heard it's on Netflix, right? No, it's on. Yeah. I think it was on Fox. It was with um, what's the his TV name? Show? Yes. Oh. Oh, it's it's good. Tell us. I, have you? I feel like you guys have already talked about it. It's a book series. No, we've talked about passengers. We didn't with, talk about that either. <laughs> passengers? I swear, you guys. Talked I'm sorry. About. Only Firefly. <laughs> no, wait, 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 hold up. What? Aww. What's the movie? What are you talking about? The Jennifer Lawrence movie. We didn't. Yeah. Talk no, about I'm that. talking about that awful TV show. The passage. Manifest. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, when we watched Thor, the guy who is now Zach, well, not now, they but recast they him. recast the original guy to be Zachary Levi, and we're like, who's this original guy? It's the guy from Manifest. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. You okay, know like Prince Charming from, from Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're diehard manifestors in this house. <laughs> uh, never no. seen it. 828. That is okay. No, Mark, it's not. Mark Paul Gosseler or okay. whatever. He's the um, Zach from that 90s show. Say by the Oh, Thank you. Got you. That I should know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mr. Building. Um, so he's like an agent in The Passage. And basically, it's based off a book of a book series, and they collect people, and it's typically people on death row, oh. where they can kind of erase their existence, mm. and then they... Shoot them into space. No, not into space, Uh-oh. but kind of in, like, this lair in, like, oh. the Colorado mountains, mm. and... To, like, restart them? Kind of. They're trying to create something to... The main scientist is trying to create a cure for Alzheimer's. Because that's what his Whoa. wife has. Was so the show he good? thinks it's really good, Ooh. and the book is really good. Ooh, There's okay. three books, so yeah. And basically, they go for like adults who are on death row, who don't have any choices, don't have any family, and it's mm. kind of like no one's gonna care if you live or die. So we're gonna yeah. test you. But what happens is they kind of turn almost into vampires. Whoa. Like they they totally cross over, and then you find out that they're like connected. So Whoa. each one that they add. It's it's really good. That sounds awesome. Why haven't I heard of that? I don't know. It's great. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of fun. So speaking of the sex box, <laughs> got off topic. Back to the sex. Box. Back to the sex box, y'all. Um. Okay. So Juliet Binoche. Right? Okay. It, wait. Do we get to know what the sex box is? Yeah, I'm so about to tell you. Okay. <laughs> I know the anticipation is just really high right now. <laughs> okay. So it's a spaceship, right? You gotta have all the regular things that you would have on a spaceship, you know, like a like a hospital room and like a plant growing room so that you can have. It sounds sus- like a huge sus- spaceship. Yeah, it's a big spaceship. Oh, okay. You know the the deck where you have all the instruments and stuff like that to drive the the spaceship and I was stuff like, like a and band. All the- <laughs> I went to the band as well. I was like, they have a music room, <laughs> an art room. <laughs> Well, and in addition to all that, you obviously have to have the sex box. Sure. <laughs> Call because <that> room. <laughs> no, I'm saying it because that's what they say on the ship. They oh. say sex box? They say, oh yeah, the sex box. What the hell? <laughs> I think, and I hope I'm remembering it right because I was drunk. I hope you're not. <laughs> I was uh, kind of She drunk. actually saw a different movie. <laughs> no, I didn't. I swear I didn't. I was, I was a, a bit drunk when I went to go see this movie. <laughs> so, um, okay, so you're not allowed to have sex on the ship because 
like I said, one of their jobs is that they have to procreate, procreate right? <laughs> Seriously, but so they have confused. to do it really sanitarily, so they they inseminate everybody. You know, like just separate. the women. <laughs> Space no. burning everyone. It's, it's space magic. That's how you make a black hole, baby. <laughs> Let's see what happens if we inseminate the men. Oh, okay, so I'm thinking of like a peephole, like in a bathroom. Oh, no. Like they're in their own box. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I still haven't explained exactly what the sex box is yet. Get there right. faster. <laughs> so, right. So nobody's allowed to have sex, but obviously you got to get your jollies off some way, right? Oh, my gosh. So they go is to the sex box. <laughs> Can we like just sprinkle in these really old idioms for no flipping reason? <laughs> like when she said the target went to the dogs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Still my favorite candy. Target has gone to the dogs. I'm not kidding. Anyway, <laughs> <said> that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all, the sex box. Yeah. So you can't go in there with two people. It's just for one person at a time. And inside the sex box, they have like a wheel of dildos. <laughs> it's no. like, but it's real. Yeah, and then she rides that motherfucker for five minutes straight, and you the entire time. Yep, that's that's the scene. I, I don't. You guys are looking at me like there's more to say. That's there's that's it. <laughs> I meant when Kimmy said. There's this scene where Robert Pattinson plays with a baby for Ted straight. <laughs> yes. So what, what I was talking about in a very different yeah. direction. Sorry, I thought you wanted to talk about the fun part. I did. <laughs> so yeah. So what what this movie had was just a lot of really long scenes in real time, and it's meant to show like the mundane. You know, being the only person living in space. I just don't feel like that's what astronauts' daily lives were like. <laughs> they ride hamster wheels full of dildos. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the, uh, long shots of them, like, taking care of the plants, of him just, like, kind of walking around the ship, which I, for, for you know, really long scenes that re- nothing was really happening and driving the plot, I was never really bored. It was just really gorgeous to look at, like the way that they shot everything. Everything was really clear and high def and really colorful. So that was redeeming. And also Robert Pattinson is a really great actor in it, really naturalistic. And I was talking to one of my friends who went, I'm like, I feel like he probably is a one take wonder, you know, because there's mm. no way you could duplicate that kind of natural feel that he has in the take. So anything else or no? That's it. Okay. I saw Avengers Endgame three times this week. Mm. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's then, not true. And then all the Marvel movies I watched with Kimmy. And you watched um, part of Ultron, right? Oh, I forgot. I watched Iron Man 3 and then Age of Ultron. Uh, so I would, I just want to keep going through it. Like, and I'm really looking forward yeah. to, um, I'm looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy 1, because mm-hmm. I've only seen that movie in theaters, to see what it's like and to, to yeah. get back in there, because Endgame really made me nostalgic so for it. Yeah? You yeah. like that one? Definitely. Let's transition right over to you. What did you watch this week? Well, I mean, nothing new. I went to go see The Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> but that was pretty much it. Other yeah. Than, like, Without giving TV. anything away, how did you like it? I loved it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. I think they did a very good job. Totally. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite adventure? Oh, I hate to piggyback Kayleen, but I That's really like fine. I really like Thor. Yeah, I, I love Thor. I also like Bruce Banner. 
Oh, mm-hmm. I do too. The underdog. I do, yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, they've done such a good thing with him in this they, series. They totally did. And yeah. I feel like for both of them, their humor, like, it, it yeah. wasn't never there, but it just continued to totally. develop. And yeah. then they just got into their own where, is it the third or fourth Thor Ragnar- Ragnarok? Yeah. Third one, yeah, yeah. Hysterical. I <laughs> died so laughing. good together. It was so good. Yeah. And then even in, like, this Avengers when, like, it's, you know, stuff's going down and you're like, oh, shoot. And then, you know, Bruce yeah. Banner just says, like, one thing and you're like, oh, my God. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> so great. We're good. Yeah. Or just... I was watching this video recently where people were talking about how much, you know, because Chris Hemsworth, even though he was doing stuff, Thor was definitely what got him to be, to star in everything ever. Yeah, absolutely. And they were like, I don't think anyone ever guessed how good he would be at everything. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's so funny, and he breaks your heart when he gets emotional because you don't really expect that of him that much, yeah. and he's so good at all of it. So you really see that in, in Infinity War, but especially yeah. in Endgame. Like, him at the beginning of Endgame breaks your heart. Him at the end of Endgame with just the line, of course. Like, <laughs> of course. You're like, there's Ragnarok. You're like, that's the funniest two words that have ever been said. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. His delivery is great. It's so yeah. good. Solid. Awesome. All right. Well, we're ready to move into questions then for Drop Dead Gorgeous. And this Ooh. week's questions, I, I'm concerned that I phrased them a little funky, so take them as you will or mm-hmm. as you would, because I know you all already came up with your answers. Yeah. Um, but the first question that I have is, what's a movie you love, but it has no fandom or nobody else seems to care about it? It's not something that you've really found a huge group of people to talk yeah. to about it. It's it's kind of one that just floated under the radar, but you love it. Or you could have just thought maybe something really underrated. So, yeah. your choice of what you say with that. I was having a tough time deciding on my number one pick for this for a couple reasons. So, I'll just say one of my honorable mentions is Thoroughbreds. Mm. In the film community, it's not as less known, and it's recent, so I think it's still on people's radar, but I don't think the general public knows what that movie is. I think that's fair to say. Right? Yeah. And Sammy's shaking her head. Being, right. Being the, you know, peasant general public. <laughs> peasant. Yeah. I would have to agree. It's just me. I've never heard of it. Yeah, Thoroughbreds was my favorite movie of the year. That and American Animals were my favorite movies of last Ooh, year. damn. And, uh... That was a good choice. Thoroughbreds, I just... it. So basically what it is for Sammy and listeners is it's, um... Olivia Cook and I'm Anya from Taylor. from Motel. Yeah. And Anya Taylor-Joy from Split and Glass. And, and the Witch. And the Witch. And the Witch. The Vivitch. And the Vivitch. <laughs> and <laughs> it looks like. And Hozier's music video. Did oh my god. <laughs> and they. Vivitch. Basically, Olivia Cook has some problems, and they used to be friends when they were younger, and um, She's Anya She's a sociopath. T- Great now. Oh. Yeah, she, does, she doesn't feel right emotions. You end up finding out that she brutally killed her horse, and there's this whole crazy thing about that. Anyway, it's just this crazy thing. The main the main focus of the story is that Anya Taylor-Joy hates her stepdad, and she is just so fake to everyone, and Olivia Cook kind of gets her to come out of her shell and say how she's feeling, and they get this weird, quirky friendship, and they're like, let's kill your stepdad. And that's kind of the goal of the movie, but you don't know how they're going to do it. They try to hire Anton Yelkin to do it, which was his last movie, yeah, and it's such a good yeah. last movie. So sad. Um, and, yeah, they try to hire him to do it, and it's this whole crazy... He's such a derpy, like, college kid. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, like, so 19 funny. years old, and he's, like, 
the, the badass who sells drugs to the teens, and they're like, we want you to kill this man. He's like, yeah, I'll kill him, that's fine. And he's like, I have a gun. And they're like, oh yeah? Cool. <laughs> anyway, it just, I don't want to give too much away about it, but it, um, I don't know. It just plays so well with comedy and serious, you know, material. The style is really good. The style's really fun. The pretty. music is awesome. The costumes. It's all cool. Um, it's got a really good ending, too. So that one was really good. Honorable mention. Um, my other honorable mention is going to go to this movie, American Dreams. Dreams with a Z. Ew. And uh, <laughs> anyone who's seen this movie, that's a big thing. It's basically this big spoof on American Idol with um, oh. Hugh Grant is the main character. Oh. And he's the host of American Idol, but it's called American Dreams. And in the American Dreams theme song, it says, Dreams with a Z. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> Jillian and I watched it in high school, and we were like, this is the best movie that's ever been made. <laughs> it's not a good movie, but it's so funny, and it's so ridiculous. Very dated also. I think if I watched it now... And I, you yeah. have to watch it with someone else. It's just the most ludicrous thing you'll ever see. It's totally ripping off American Idol tropes. But uh, anyway, that's a great one. But my real pick is going to be Brigsby Bear. Yay! Although, although we've all seen it and we've mentioned it a little bit in the podcast. <laughs> and by we all, I mean the three girls, not the fourth girl. <laughs> Brigsby Bear... I also, yeah, okay, I'm just going to say, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers for Brigsby Bear. If you've ever heard of it, it's really good. I do encourage you to see it without me spoiling it, because the spoiler happens about five minutes into the movie. Do you care if I spoil it, Sammy? Okay. The marketing definitely tried to make you not know what was going to happen, and mm-hmm. so when we all saw it, it was just so awesome to have this big twist, and the whole movie revolves around it, and yeah. we didn't know. So in the trailer, you don't know what's going on. It's um, Kyle Mooney from SNL is the main character, and Mark Hamill is in it as what appears to be maybe his dad or his like mentor. And they're it's so vague. They're running around. There's some guy in a bear suit that runs around, like, and they're like in the desert. There's these weird plants that are like made of plastic, and so yeah. it looks very like like we're on another planet yes. or at least post-apocalyptic. They're kind. wearing masks. Like, there's this part where they're sitting in this weird um like dome dome, and they're looking out and there's a fake electronic fox outside that's moving around it's just all like everything around them is fake there's like fake dragonflies and you're so it doesn't tell you anything about the movie and when you start to watch the movie it definitely seems like they're in a weird dystopian world where where only three people exist yeah or where other people exist but you can't get to them because they're too far away the air outside is toxic anytime mark hamill leaves the house he's wearing this mask and like they have all these weird things they say like curiosity is a sin and like (laughs) all these scary weird (laughs) things and they they shake hands with each other before they eat meals like the three of them shake hands in a triangle yeah they say something really weird that's like, like peace be with you, but like a weird version of it. It's like yeah, they like, are minds grow stronger. Wow, yeah, yeah. May the fourth be with you. And yeah. then Kyle Mooney has every episode of this show, Brigsby Bear, all these VHS tapes, just lines and lines of them in his room, and it's his favorite show. And he's like on online chats about it. Anyway, one it's day like a learning show. Yeah, it's like a they math teach you game. math okay. and stuff. It's like Dora the Explorer. Yeah, um, pretty fish. Yeah. <laughs> and so he Perfect. one day decides he's going to go outside, and it's he's not supposed to. He sneaks outside, and he has a gas mask on, and he's looking out over their desert land where they live. All of a sudden, all these cops are showing up, and he freaks out, and he runs back downstairs, and he's like, 
Dad, Mom, I'm sorry. Like, I messed up. Ah, what's happening? Turns out he was kidnapped as a kid. Yes. Like, had him in this fake world. And he lives in our real world. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like 30. And his whole life has been in this place. Wow. Yeah. And it's it's a comedy about what it's like for him to be integrated into society. And then it's really sad because he doesn't click with his real family and he misses his fake family. Yeah. And he's like making all these new friends and they want to help him make more Brigsby Bear because it was a fake show that his fake parents made for him. Yeah, they made shows (laughs) for him. And he, like, misses Brigsby Bear and just wants to know what's yeah. going to happen It's next. such a sweet movie. Yeah. I, oh, it, like, made me cry a little bit. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's a great movie. Okay. So Real underrated. Good. I want okay. the shirt that he wears, like, the Brigsby Bear shirt with the little triangle. And you know what? We were so close to having a fandom with this because we went and saw it at the theater. And at the time had a friend who was working at the theater, and he was like... Oh, if you come see it on this day, we're giving away Brigsby Bear shirts. Yeah. And we all showed up and we were like, put the shirts on our bodies now. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, we don't have any. <laughs> and we were like, no. Yeah, and to this day, it's my biggest regret. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me the shirts. <laughs> anyway, that was my long explanation of um, okay. everyone go see that movie. It's amazing. For sure. Good yeah. one. Good choice. Yeah. Kimmy? All right. So this question was really hard for me, and I feel like none of the answers that I picked are like even like. For the question, but um, <laughs> I I'm gonna say them anyways, and they're like kind of all honorable mentions because they don't fully satisfy the question. But <laughs> here goes; these are all my answers. Okay, okay. first one is uh, "Never Let Me Go." Oh, have you ever seen that it? Another yeah. Matt, Robert Pattinson. No, it's um, Andrew Garfield. That's what it is. Yeah, and um, Keira Knightley, and it's not Michelle Williams. It's not Michelle Williams. It's Carrie Mulligan. It's yeah, ah. it's Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. And it's this world where they're all born to be organ donors for the elite. I'm pretty sure. It's been a while since I've seen it. And they're meant to just keep giving away their organs to the person that they're assigned to until they die and they can't use their bodies anymore. And it's it's really (laughs) sad. And it's not like a futuristic world. It's like our world, except Mm -hmm. for like we have this system of, you know, specified organ donors until you, they die. You know? That's crazy. And everybody's fantastic in it. It's a really bleak movie. People don't really talk about it that much. And I feel like it should have awards and things like that. Especially just, like, in the film community of people, like, you know, Mm. geeking out over stuff. You'd think that would be a bigger one. I know. It's it's great. How many times have you seen it? Uh, once, oh, but it cool. was really impressionable. And Let's cool. watch it together. Yeah, I'll yeah. watch it again. Yeah. The second one is, and it's kind of a recently made movie, not super recent, but it's called Super Dark Times. I haven't heard of that either. Um, I've seen a lot of pretty photos of it. It used to be on Netflix. I yes. don't know if it's still there or not. It's about these kind of underdog kids who accidentally um, murder their friend. Oh. And they try to cover it up. And that, and just dealing with having, you know, murdered someone, it's an accident. Uh, I won't give the rest of it away, but I, the full first half of the movie is just their friendship between these kids. And it's kind of, kind of nostalgic and kind of like, you know, indie, the way that, you know, those kinds of coming of age movies are nowadays. But then there's like murder. Yeah. (laughs) It's really good. And I think there is a small fandom for it, like... I've definitely seen a lot of screenshots of it. Yeah. Yeah, from, like, film blogs and stuff. So I guess it's not, you know, entirely unknown or, you know, not talked about. But again, about. To- way less than... It's pretty yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. brings me to my 
my last answer, which is totally not, you know, viable for this question, but it's Serenity. And I know there's a huge fandom. <laughs> there's a huge oh. fandom for it. It's the movie that was um, made based off of the TV show Firefly. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, and I, it's a huge classic for people who are really into the show. I know that there's a huge fandom for it. It's huge. But it's not mainstream. It's not mainstream. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it was canceled after one season, but I remember going to the movie theaters to see the, really? the film. And wow. I was like, whoa. So- I'm surprised it went to movie theaters. Yeah. <laughs> Is Nathan Fillion in it? Uh, yeah, he's... I love him. Yeah. He's the king... Uh, him and uh, Felicity... Oh. Felicia Day, sorry. Felicia, Felicia Day. Day are the king the and king queens of queen. dorkiness. Absolutely. Felicia Day is not in it, but another redhead is. <laughs> <laughs> and she is really We're cute. all interchangeable. <laughs> Summer Glau is in it. She's great. That's yeah. the end. <laughs> I'm done. Cool. That was Kimmy's resident nerd corner. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> the cries a lot and nerds out a lot corner. Yeah. That's what it is. We'll come back to that for the second question. Mm-hmm. Um, for my answer to this question, um, I'm just going to jump right into it with no honorable mentions because Sammy's going to enjoy this one as well. And I hope you guys are in on this one and you, you you really appreciate this movie too. But what I think just deserves way more recognition, especially within like a superhero fandom, is the movie Chronicle. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. Yay. Probably I, great. Uh, oh, absolutely. One yes. of my favorite movies for sure. And yes. we saw it on accident. Yes. So we went to the movie theater to go see the Daniel Radcliffe movie, The Woman in Black. Oh. <laughs> His name is Harry Potter. His name is Harry Potter. <laughs> and so we sit in the theater and we're watching all the trailers, standard fare, and then the movie starts and it's this... 21st century kid with a video camera filming himself in the mirror and he's looking at himself and like working yes. the zoom. It's my boy. And uh, it's Dane DeHaan. <laughs> and then somebody starts banging on the door that the mirror is hung up on and they're like yelling at him and he's like, Dad, you're drunk. Dad. And we look at each other and we're like, this is not a Victorian horror movie <laughs> starring Harry Potter. It's okay that you missed that because it was bad. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we get up. <laughs> we leave the theater. We look and we're like, Chronicle, why don't we know what that is? And then we leave and we go see The Woman in Black. Oh, we sit through the whole thing. We leave and we go, that was hot garbage. Yes. You know what seemed fun? That movie we accidentally <laughs> on. And a new Showtime was starting. That's amazing. Great. And we walked we in. We hopped right into it. And we fell Ooh, in love. That's amazing. So, so oh, good. Oh, it was great. But also, yes. I feel like I quoted Harry Potter the entire time we saw that. <laughs> yeah. What was it? The Woman in Black or yeah. something? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. They had writing on the wall. And it was dead silent in the theater, and I was like, the chamber of secrets has been I couldn't, and then he was, like, trying to look for a light switch, and I was just like, Aloha, Mora! Here's your wand! Lumos! Lumos! Oh, I'm so, so Oh, I feel so shameful right now. You should. Yeah, yeah. Like, you tried to, you tried to unlock a door. I know! I know that's what I was saying! Who is the peasant now? <laughs> Sammy is way more into Harry Potter than I am. Yeah, that's her jam. So anyways, Chronicle is just a beautiful friendship story, uh, coming of age, but also just like a a bond between three people who accidentally stumble onto something that is going to either be what makes them or breaks them, and it's just a a really cool, uh, all first-person camera work. Um, So it's it's found footage, kind of. Um, and they do this really cool thing where they actually somehow found a way to use multiple cameras in it. 
Um, and it's Dane DeHaan, who is this socially uh, awkward outcast who only gets invited to this barn rave because his cousin, uh, like, has to take him. And I feel bad for not remembering that actor's name. Um, but then they get there, and they hang out with the cool kid who's played by Michael B. Jordan. Oh. Um, who's, who's just class how president. Old are they, how old was he? They're this all was, like, one of his first yeah. things. Oh. Well, he was a child actor. Time. Yeah, but I... I, that was, like, the first time that I recognized Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. He did, like, Fruitvale Station, like, right after. Yeah. Right after he did With Fruitvale. Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he, he definitely, I think that was kind of, like, a huge jumping off point for him and Dane DeHaan. Because mm-hmm. they both got a lot of work afterwards. And it's because this movie is amazing. The acting, the story, the visual effects somehow, when it feels very low budget and very indie. That's true. It. It just is one of those movies that has me clinging to every line that they say and every scene I just want to soak up. And I, I swear, after I saw that movie, I thought about it every day of my wow. life. Wow. <laughs> I want to see. It's, you should yeah. watch You've it. You've never seen yeah. it? No. Oh, basically, it's so good. Guys, <laughs> so you yeah. know how there's like, if you haven't seen a movie and you just kind of know very little about it, you tend to confuse it with other movies you know very little about. <laughs> oh, no. This one, for a long time, I confused with the happening because I no! remember, like, bodies in the sky. So that's because they have superpowers, Kaylee. I know, but in one, they're falling, and in one, they're superpowers, so I was like, those are the same movie. <laughs> no, it's, it's these three boys in high school. No, don't tell her. No, I know, but it's just it's set in Seattle, and they, they come across a way to, to develop superpowers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's the powers are so cool and so it's so hard. Like I cry thinking about how happy they are together Aww. and how much fun that they have together as these three boys developing a friendship over their superpowers. Cool. And that's all it I'll is, say. Yeah, it is yeah. great because they're very very different. So different, all three of them bonded forever Aww. by what happens to them. Aww. It's really cool. I really oh. remember this movie differently than how you guys are explaining. Oh, I loved it, and I love the soundtrack. I, like, sad I remember really liking it. Yeah, <laughs> the soundtrack. Oh hell yeah, Jesse oh. J. Price oh my gosh, time. yes. Oh, it's that, all about the money. Why is money that song movie? in it? Because they're in the car and it's, it's on the radio. So, yeah, okay. it's just yeah. on the radio, and, and we all laugh. Do they sing it like little girls? He sings it like as a joke to the camera. His name's like Matt. It's Matt. Yeah. I just don't know the actor's name. I think it's Alex Russell. It's Matt, Andrew, and Steve Montgomery for president. Steve Montgomery. (laughs) That's Michael B. Jordan. That's fun. It's amazing. Uh, But it's it's so good. Yeah. Cool. Definitely watch it. Your turn. Mine, I know I already told you, but I also feel like it's a a movie that we were semi-raised on. We really were. It's called That Thing You Do. (gasps) Oh, I've never seen that, but I know what that is. I had never seen it, but I... Did have the uh, cassette tape. <laughs> that <laughs> the soundtrack? Yeah, the because soundtrack. That's so funny. That's oh, amazing. Okay, I thought you meant the VHS tape. And no, I was like, why no. didn't you put it in the VCR? <laughs> no, sorry, okay. no. The soundtrack for the movie, and we would play it in the car all awesome. the time. It's so and good. And I never Plays knew where record, it was baby. from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tom Hanks. That's like... A, oh, okay. He, it's amazing. Um, Wrote, directed, and starred. Yeah, he, he did great, and it's fun. It's these guys from Erie, Pennsylvania, and they're putting a band together. And who else is in it? Wild things happen. Steve's on. Um, oh, who's the girl? Liv, Liv Tyler. Tyler. Right. Wow. And she does a great job. And what's really fun is the drummer in the band, whose name is Guy Patterson. I don't know the actor's name. Tom Everett Scott. Tom Everett Scott. He's from Good the job. Bay Area. Is he really? Yeah, like San Mateo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Tom Everett Scott is. His whole character trait is that he's really into jazz. He's yep. the drummer in the band, and the band is really Beatlesy, like kind of poppy, mainstream. And yep. he's all he cares about is jazz. 
So guess who else loves jazz? Damien Chazelle. Yes. That's why he cast him as Emma Stone's husband at the end of La La Land. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> That's who it is. He's also the bad boyfriend and because I said so. He is! Yeah. <laughs> but he loves jazz, Kaylee. She burns her, what are they? The, 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 the cakes that rise in the oven? Oh, her molten lava? Oh, her souffle. Souffle! <laughs> she burns them and she never burns them, Courtney. <laughs> That's because Jazzy Boy was in there and he was like, ba da da, ba da ba da da. like jazz. There's a lot of great, like, one liners that so I feel like we, yeah. we've used forever and that I still use today. And I love when I go to the grocery store and all of a sudden that thing you do, the song, constantly. Constantly. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It, I love it. It's romantic, it's fun, it's all these different personalities coming together and mm-hmm. bands get together, bands break up, people do different things and. I mean, it's it's, it's great, really cute story. That's yeah. Fun. yeah, Guy Patterson, the guy who loves jazz, like is selling radio clock radios <laughs> and <laughs> washer and dryers for his parents. It's a family favorite for sure. All right, so question two is: What is a movie you know every line to? Just the most quotable movie for you, because this is ours. But we have other answers as well. Mm-hmm. So, what would you guys say? So, honorable mention for me, I won't make it my number one, but Back to the Future, of course. I've seen it a lot of times, Mm -hmm. and there's just, I mean, there's so many one-liners. I'll, like, randomly quote stuff from it just because I think it's funny, even though other people... Or, like... (laughs) Anytime someone says Ronald Reagan. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. I actually made that joke... This is too long of a story, but we were auditioning for a game show, and someone said Ronald Reagan. I went, Ronald Reagan? The actor? The actor? <laughs> um, yeah, so that one just has so many good, like, random things that I quote all the time. Uh, so, yeah, obviously Back to the Future. I've had this conversation with maybe both of you about how there are a lot of movies that I've just seen a lot of times where yes. even if I don't remember the exact line, I know the exact cadence of their voices. <laughs> yes. So I'll be like, <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, yes, I remember that. <laughs> um, I Okay, this one is on this list because back in the day, I think it was maybe my, I think it was in eighth grade, we had cable for, you know, however many years of my life. And then, and we had DVR, and then we got rid of cable, but we still had all the stuff on our DVR. So that's what I watched religiously for a long time, was Same just things. whatever we had on our DVR. And so I've seen Edward Scissorhands like 72 <laughs> times, you guys. So even though I don't really think of that one, I'm sure I could quote like every line of that Nice. Movie. But my number one... And Kimmy and I kind of discovered this is a similar thing about ourselves, is that I loved Pirates of the Caribbean when I was younger. I was obsessed with it. I made these little, like, in elementary school, I made these little, like, things that I cut out with, like, characters from Pirates and, like, put, like, quotes on them and hung them on my desk. (laughs) Because people would decorate their desk, and I was like, look, I love Pirates. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Your teacher was like, this wasn't at home. Your teacher was like, what are these (laughs) elaborate Edward Scissorhands looking creations? (laughs) They were pirates. I mean, I wasn't the only person. Like, other, like, people did that, but I was like, pirates. (laughs) And uh, so I knew everybody's names. I was like, this is Reggetti. And they're like, what? It was (laughs) Reggetti. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so that movie, I just know random lines from that. And, like, Mm -hmm. my cousins and I for some reason thought it was hilarious the line um 
Because it's so random. When he's sitting in the boat, it's right before Elizabeth falls off in her corset, and he just goes, and then they made me their chief. And she splashes in the water. It's like, what? So, and like that whole sword fight scene, Kimmy and I were watching it together, and I was like, oh, Kimmy, I don't know why, but I know all the lines from this movie. And I start quoting it, and she chimes in, and I was like... Are we best friends? <laughs> and you were like, she's like, yes, we've been best friends for six years. And I'm like, did we just become best friends? And she was like, I thought we were a long time ago. That time we like moved to England together. Yeah, remember that? I don't know if you remember that, but I was like, I know Dakota was there, but you, oh, it was you kind were, of okay. a significant point in our lives. So yeah, that's mine. Kimmy. Okay, so I'll say an honorable mention just because, you know, my show is going to be pretty obvious. Um, and it's Lilo and Stitch. Oh, my gosh. I know all the words to Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. My sister and I, our mom had a car with a DVD player in it, of course. Oh. And uh-huh. that was, like, the one we had in the car for, like, ages and ages. Aside from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, because our <laughs> mom let us watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She wildly You're still eight years old either way. <laughs> yeah, we watch it at like an extremely young age. It was like not okay. Did but, you want a lobster? <laughs> what? When Lilo wants a lobster, she oh. wants a pet. Yeah. Oh, the fuck! I thought you were talking about. Not Buffy. I thought you were talking about Buffy yeah. too. Like, I was like, no. does she fight a lobster or a lobster? Like Do we team... have a lobster door? No, yeah. we, we have, have a dog, dog door. door. Yes, <laughs> we are getting a dog. Seems like everyone in this house knows all the words. Yes, <laughs> it's so it's so quotable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously my real answer is Lord of the Rings. Yep, yeah. I know every single word to Lord of the Rings. Every Even single the one. boring, pointless ones. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because we watched it together. We did, and you know we're just. All of yes, them. I, we watched yes, all Courtney. three together. It was wow. great. And I was like, I promise not to talk and say the lines. And I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, was, I was totally I fine with it. Because she would say them like a, you know, the way people do, like a beat before. And it was yeah. always just more funny that way. Because I, like, didn't care. Like, she wasn't doing a Gollum voice. And the only scenes I cared about were the Gollum ones. I, I don't want to <laughs> quote the Gollum parts. I don't like the Gollum parts. Oh. Those are the so, best parts. Though. She like doesn't thing, like them. There's a big point of like, contention between us. Yes, <laughs> I love him. She loves him like as a protagonist, and he's clearly, clearly a, a, an unredeemable villain. I love him as a child. <laughs> he, is, he is my child. I'm glad, your own. I'm glad that uh, Courtney and I can <laughs> relate on that. Yeah, but she knew every line, and she was especially like either the sad ones or the happy ones. Can be like so excited all the time. All the time, I yeah. cry a lot. It's like really embarrassing. Yeah, and there's that part in, like, the third one, too, where Legolas and Gimli... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's so proud of you. They're both, you know, they're both shooting and they're killing people in the big battle, and uh, Legolas takes down, like, the big elephant. That still only counts as one! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He shoots an elephant, then he fucking surfs down the trunk of the elephant, and it crashes and dies. I have no memory of that. But (laughs) it's a great scene. It's the dopest fucking part of that movie. (laughs) But I hadn't seen that movie in years, and so all I remember, I was like, talking to her, I was like, oh, there's some funny joke coming up right now where it's like, I killed more people than you. And she goes, that still only counts as one. (laughs) And then immediately it happens. And I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, you know, fight me. I know all of them. We know. (laughs) Kimmy constantly wants to fight. No one wants to fight. I'm just really aggressive. (laughs) But then you cry a lot? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, you know, hard on the outside, but sound on the inside. She has two character traits. (laughs) I either want to fucking fight you or cry in your lap. (laughs) Cry in your lap. (laughs) Uh, I'll go and I'll just... uh, 
mine aren't really honorable mentions. They're all just kind of grouped as one. Mm. I would say one is higher up than the others, but in high school when I was a freshman, I was a little freak. <laughs> I was like, I'm oh, really? Well, I really? I was like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch these three movies that I love. So the and I'm know gonna, all the words. No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> gets worse. I'm oh, going to... No. Pause it and write down every line. <laughs> what? Wow. And then press play and write down the next line. Sammy looks like this is the first time she's heard about this. Yeah. I mean, we didn't share a room. How would she know? <laughs> <laughs> I had a portable DVD player. <laughs> I did too. Right? I got it for Christmas when I was 11. I oh thought it was the coolest. It was the coolest thing. It was. But like, I had a friend who was rich and so she had like a big TV and so we would always go to her house and watch movies and then when we would come to our house, I would be like, time for a movie. She'd be like, are we going to watch it on your fucking portable DVD? <laughs> and I was like, it's six inches. So I think if we like, because back then I was like, wow, this is luxury. But I think if I looked at it now, I'd be like, my phone is bigger than that. It probably is. And, well, and what happened to that? That DVD player? Did yeah. it break 16 candles? Oh, okay. It I'm ate 16 candles? Are you thinking of the Shrek VHS? Yes. No, that was our, that was our VHS. <laughs> VHS tape. It was one of those cool TVs that had a VHS connected to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, Erin, yeah, yeah, yeah. our younger sister, decided to shove an ostrich beanie baby into <laughs> it. <laughs> Whilst Shrek was in there. That's oh, no, so, Shrek. Uh, or I think it was George of the Jungle. I want to say George of the Jungle. It was George of the Jungle, and so they ruined the George of the Jungle VHS. Wow. But wow. then... We had a VHS player in our car, and they Whoa. spilled, um, it was the same thing as, like, the DVD, just, like, Yeah, but I've time. never seen one with a VHS. Yeah, it was old. That's high tech, <laughs> yes. actually. Um, and they spilled, I think, like, syrupy soda all over Shrek, and then shoved it in the VHS player of our what car. What a Erin had some problems. I can't wait to meet Erin. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> great. How's that ostrich beating baby treat It'd be you? hilarious if she still behaved like that, like, I woke up and my phone. Was covered in syrup. <laughs> she was like, "Good morning." <laughs> It'd have to be like stuck in your toaster as well. Like, yeah, really stuck in your toaster, <laughs> or it's like baking in the oven. I ruined your phone and your toaster. Yeah, Erin yeah, was probably five. <laughs> but either way, so the movies that I did this for. Because I was on the cheerleading team, and I hated being a cheerleader, I hated cheering, and I would just stand there for hours at these football games, and I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore, I'm going to watch movies in my head. (laughs) So I decided to memorize. (laughs) Oh my god. Wow. I don't know if I should be impressed or like really concerned. (laughs) So I decided to memorize Mean Girls, and I did it. Oh wow. (laughs) Um, And then I moved on from there to Uptown Girls. And then from there, I moved on to John Tucker Must Die. Girls. And John Tucker Must (laughs) Die by the Girls, right? (laughs) Two girl titles. Uh, And so it was really fun, and I was just a little weirdo. I was like standing there, and I was like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) You just start cracking up. Everyone's like, what's wrong? And you're like, nothing. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. This is just a good part. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, let me pause. Okay, what'd you say? Um, You're such a unique human. Thanks. Um, <laughs> looks like he's heading for the projection room of the auditorium. That's that. what was making me laugh <laughs> not at that moment. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I know Mean Girls backwards and forwards. Awesome. Literally the first line to the last line. I flew across the country to see the musical. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yes, so dope. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. that's my choice. Your turn. It was on TV the other day and I definitely nice, watched nice, it. Nice, nice. Yeah. 
Is that the one you said is above the others? Is me? Yes, okay. that's the Mingles. first one I did it for, and also I still remember it. Whereas yeah. uh, Uptown Girls, I really remember a lot. I loved that movie, and then John Tucker Must Die. I haven't seen in years. Mm, yeah, I, I would probably again pick up the cadences and remember the way certain things were delivered, right. but I definitely that one's just lost to the I, end. I mean, even like with Pirates for me, when I like back in when I first saw it, when I was you know probably nine. I could recite, like, the whole movie, but now it's more about the cadence. I'll be yeah. like, you're not a eunuch, are you? And then I'm like, what's the next line? <laughs> <laughs> Something about, I practice three hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, I, I know exactly He's how like, that. And I, and I practice with him day. three hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so then when I met a pirate, I can kill, kill him. him. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you still got it. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Haley just did finger guns. <laughs> and then she blew on them to make sure the smoke cleared. It's still hot. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh my god. Amazing. The way that you said it is so visual. <laughs> like, wow, I'm like watching the movie. <laughs> Mine, you guys actually mentioned uh, one or two episodes ago, but hmm. one of hmm. my favorite movies, and I absolutely know every single line. Um, is almost famous. Oh, dope. Aww. Yeah, well, because you had said that your family watches it's a family that a lot. favorite. It, it's really all about her. It's, Sammy loves it. Oh, really? It's so yeah. good. Yeah, everything, everything about it. Mm-hmm. I really give us some lines. Oh, I mean, I could give you a million, but Francis <laughs> is an angel, mm-hmm. and the mom Reach. that she plays, she I really just, is an American treasure. She re- <laughs> treasure. She really treasure. Is. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's fantastic, but I don't know uh, from, like, her quotes to not wanting her kid to grow up to him sitting in the back of the car where he finds out that he's really only 11. 11? And he freaks out. <laughs> it's it's fantastic to, you know, the Band-Aids and... Because our mom definitely said more lines from this movie than she said actual oh, words yeah, to Oh, yeah, she, she does it to this day. Like, yeah. on a, a random Wednesday, out of nowhere, she'll be like, Rock stars have kidnapped my son. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the text message will say. That's, that's so funny. You know, it's great. That's and it. that's... It's, it's and you're like, love you too, mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or sometimes, you know, I'll just be on the phone with her. This is the maid speaking, by the way. <laughs> she, that's, that's her. That's funny. So it's definitely something I associate with her and my mom, because it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was... Well, oh and Kate gosh. Hudson, I, I love. She's yeah. one of my favorites, for sure, but... The the whole the cast as a whole and it was I think it came out in two thousand so it's coming up on like the twenty year anniversary wow. anyway and it's it's amazing it still holds up baby mm-hmm. Jimmy Fallon is in it there's oh. this whole plane flight yeah. scene that comes out they think they're crashing so they start like spitting out different things that they're worried about and oh, that's don't want to take with them because they think they're gonna die yeah. so it's a wonderful film mm-hmm. do you have a favorite line or a favorite scene I mean the first Ooh, thing that just popped into my question. mind. She loves this movie. Like, she had it, like... Of the movie that you know all the lines from... Get a tattoo of it. Yeah, get a tattoo of it. Um, honestly, I love when they're... They hate flying, and they love the bus, and they're on the bus. They start singing Elton John, Tiny Dancer. Oh, I've seen that clip. It's... I've not seen the movie, but I have seen that clip. Um, what era is it? 2000? 
Uh, but is no, it no, it's like, it's oh, like oh, 70s. Yeah. The 70s. Oh, yeah. 70s. I always, they, they talk about, like, time. Black Sabbath. Like, yeah. they're oh, yeah, like, Zeppelin. What an interesting time to be alive in the 70s. You're just like, yeah. bye, Mom and Dad. I'm going to go follow this band around the world for a year. Yeah, yeah. He, and Kate Hudson's dream is to go to Morocco, and she's maybe 20 years old. <laughs> she's a baby. Yeah. yeah, she's also a baby in this, and she's got a love connection going on, and it's... It's so good. There's so many good lines. It's such a good film. It's got a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But for sure, when she starts singing, like, Tiny Dancer on the tour bus, and then they all start singing it, it's really cool. Aww. And he's like, William Miller is um, the boy who goes with the band, and he wants to go home. And she, like, does this really cool thing, like, with his face and her hand, and she's like, you are home. It's Aww. cool. It's cool. Aww. It's a real face-off moment. <laughs> It, she doesn't do anything with his face. Like, it doesn't come off. <laughs> it stays off. She does a prison hack job on his face. <laughs> right on the bus. Sorry, everyone. Your sweet moment. <laughs> good choice. Wow, that was really fun. Good, good getting to know I really wanted to choices. say Jumanji. Honorable <laughs> oh. <laughs> mentions. No, because it's... No. <laughs> Jumanji is great. It's too late at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jumanji is great. We did talk about Jumanji last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two weeks ago. Um, okay, so we are ready to move into Drop Dead Gorgeous right yes. now. Yes. I'm a little nervous because I did show them the trailer. They did mm-hmm. watch it, which is great. It's not one of those unfortunate yeah. 2000s movies trailers where it, it gives everything away. It really didn't give anything away. It just highlighted some fun things yeah. without really giving too much insight as to the style or the plot. What I am nervous about is a couple months ago, Kayleen, you came over with Christian and Dakota, and I was in the middle of watching it, and I'm scared I explained the whole movie to you. You didn't? uh, It's funny, though. As we were watching the trailer, I was like, I have a weird memory. I feel like I watched part of this with Courtney. So we did watch a weird small scene from it together, right? But you watched a big scene, like a big important plot I literally scene. don't really remember that anything about it. That makes me very happy. Yeah. Okay, Drink great. more wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, I would like forgetting. to predict first. Okay, great. So we're going to mm. go on to predictions or what you think this movie is about. Okay. Kayleen. Maybe, okay, so maybe it is because of that one time that I have these thoughts, but, and the trailer did not give me this impression but I just had these thoughts from before, and so I was like, screw the trailer, these are still my thoughts. Oh, cool. Okay. I think Drop Dead Gorgeous, it says that on purpose because somebody dies, and then when I was watching the trailer and I saw that woman get hit in the head with the light, mm. I was like, does she die? <laughs> and it's a real so, Birdman situation. It is. <laughs> so I think that it's not just, you know, drop dead gorgeous in the way that term is typically used, but yeah. also somebody dies. Maybe it's even a murder mystery unless that woman died by the light, but maybe somebody made it fall on purpose to kill her. Fun. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't realize how many big actresses are in this. Yeah, um, yeah. Amy Adams seems like the stereotypical, like, look, it's me, I'm sexy, like that. Mm-hmm. And Kirsten Dunst seems like the main protagonist And that, what's that other chick? You said her name. Uh, Denise, Denise Richards. That one, she seems like the antagonist, like, we're probably rooting for uh, Kirsten and not for Denise. Mm-hmm. And then Brittany Murphy looks like the um, <laughs> Ali Sheedy of the film, <laughs> like, Breakfast Club style. I she feel like she... like her character from Girl Interrupted. Oh, Yeah. I've only seen that once. I, I wonder if they were made it. at similar times where that's her actual hair and then they just kept the style. She looks mm. exactly the same, so I wouldn't be surprised. Probably. She just has that quirky vibe to me where I feel like she might even steal the show of this movie. Mm. I feel like she would be the fun, <laughs> most like, fun part for me. I'm like, how did that girl 
turn into the girl in Uptown Girls. Like she became blonde, it's, it's <laughs> right? Totally and older people. Yeah. It's like, she she's, took all she learned from Clueless. I was going to say, <laughs> like, yeah, Clueless, she was so different. Yeah. yeah. She was um, really rolling with the homies then. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go from, like, curly red hair to this jet black uh, straight across bangs to then, yeah. like, blonde bombshell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was versatile as hell. Yeah. yeah. She was, yeah. like, gorgeous. I'm yeah. like, how, how did you disguise yourself? So, on years? my notes here, it already says... Contestant number seven, Brittany Murphy. Rest in peace. Oh, I, like I was devastated when I found out yeah. Brittany Murphy died. Yeah. I had memorized Uptown Girls guys. <laughs> <laughs> she watched it, was, it mentally in her head. My right? mom, called, my mom called me when I was working at the bookstore in high school and was like, "Pretty Murphy's dead," and I was like, "Why would you say that to me? I'm at work." <laughs> She's great at. That's like our mom is great at delivering oh. bad news. Oh, our no. mom. That is her. That's her. She thing. does that. Yeah. She absolutely does that. Yeah. And it won't say like a good morning or anything like that. It'll just be like. It'll just be like rest in peace, Brittany. Alan Rickman. <laughs> that or what did she say? She said Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck broke up. <laughs> yes. Or randomly, she like, just texts you and she goes like, "Jolie got custody." <laughs> I was definitely in the Captain Captain Marvel theater, and my phone only says the text message portions yeah. if I get photos. So it just says, "So sad." And I looked what at my phone and I was like, "What?" And then I leave the theater and it's pictures of Notre Dame on fire. <laughs> and I was like, "Thanks, mom." <laughs> It's totally like that 1-800-Flowers skit where she's like, remember that man from down the street? He hanged himself. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Yeah. And that's what we're working with here. You know when you, you like, come of a certain age and you, like, turn into your parents? I'm, like, wondering if that's what I'm going to do for my kid. (laughs) Because you also texted me about Notre Dame being on fire. (laughs) No, Aaron did. Oh, Aaron did. You know what? It's going to be like, we really wanted, like, a surprise. We really wanted to explain a movie, but we couldn't even get through. <laughs> we couldn't even get the first the two questions. <laughs> They're like, this is the longest episode yet, and they didn't even explain a movie. They didn't explain anything, because <sighs> okay. Sammy and Courtney's mom is their Twitter feed. <laughs> oh, man. She really yeah, she is. have a Twitter feed for your mom. She That's has one. Oh. Okay, your Not, turn. Yeah. Um, Kimmy, wait, what more to, predictions. I was saying, Kimmy, what do you have to say? But, Kayleen, if you're still um, here, still saying, so. um, I just, like, want to... It's fun the more outlandish you get, because, like, mm. <laughs> I don't know... I hope one of the other contestants is behind the death that is inevitable. Like, they wanted to win so badly. You know what it really reminds me of is Miss Congeniality, but, but, but mm. it's mockumentary style, because yeah. there's there is murder in that and also a beauty pageant. Yeah. So, or is there murder or is it just a kidnapping? I'm Whatever. Crime and... Or I She's just talking about I mean, Miss Congeniality. Yeah. Oh, Miss Congeniality is Homeland Security. It's a terrorist attack. It's inevitable. At the pageant. Oh, so it's uh, going to be murder, but yeah. no one has been murdered. Yes. Yeah, okay, They're yeah. worried a bomb's going to go off at Right, the right, right. Mm. And it's in the tiara. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's in the crowd. So maybe there's a bomb inside that oh light that falls on the foot of the woman. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, uh, Kirstie Alley is in this. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. I hope she's in on it. That's all I'll say. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I... I had no idea this movie existed. That makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I could say that for a lot of movies, but but Courtney, you're talking about it like like it was a really popular. Is it really popular? No. 
Oh, okay. Not at all. It, I feel like... It bombed in the theaters. Oh, okay. You can't even find it online. You, oh. Yeah. Okay. You're either going to eat I felt like I was the last person. I have the only no. two copies of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have two sitting right there on the, the bookshelf. I definitely felt like everyone was generally like, oh, yeah, that movie, Drop Dead Gorgeous. And I was like, nothing. Who's Zilch. everyone? I don't know, like the general public? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Again, you were a tot when this came out. Yeah. And yeah, 1999. Oh, yeah, damn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, At five years old, I was already writing movie <laughs> reviews online. <laughs> um, I I I think that all of Kayleen's predictions are predictions, predictions. are <laughs> predictions are pretty good. Um, totally missed the fact that it was called Drop Dead Gorgeous. Dead. That means that someone might die. Or somebody drops. I, <laughs> I like think, it's hot. I was thinking it was gonna be more of like a Bring It On vibe, where it's hmm. like. One of the girls is from the wrong side of tracks. She has no chance. She's the underdog. And here's the reigning champ. She's probably going to get it. Which one do you think is the underdog? Brittany Murphy's? They have a rivalry. They're going to verse each other. And then maybe they're going to come together and be like, we need to work this out together. Somebody's going to get killed. We should help each other find out who the murderer Mm -hmm. is. And also, did did you notice that everybody in the film talks like they're from Fargo? They're in Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, well, okay. I said that to you. Oh, no. I don't remember you saying that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, I'm, like, really good at listening. Yeah. So. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, Yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Awesome. Okay. So, what I just want you to be wary of is we're going to front load a lot of information Mm. before we get to the plot. Oh, okay. Um, So, if all of a sudden. Because we're going to give you all the characters. Oh, okay. And there's a lot of characters. And so we're going to front load that. So if in, you know, 10 minutes, we're like, so the movie opens. Like, don't be worried. We've already covered a lot, a lot, a lot of ground. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the summary of it, though, is that it is a mockumentary style, um, very classic sort of uh, best in show, if you've seen that, of just kind of deadpan. The characters are very committed and in it style about a beauty pageant in Minnesota. And they all have the Minnesota accents. Um, I have two fun facts for you. And the first one is that the screenwriter is in the movie. Oh, and that's fun. We'll, we'll get to who she is. It's really fun. Oh, we and know her? No. Oh. Um, you see her. And the town that this takes place in mm-hmm. is Mount Rose, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Is it a real place? It is not a real place. Okay. But what's super funny is that she plagiarized it off of her own town of Rosemount. <laughs> 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 I love her. She's a genius. <laughs> the next fun fact is that the movie was originally called Dairy Queens. Wow. Because maybe Minnesota has like a big dairy thing. I think that's I probably true. That. I mean, I know that's like a big Wisconsin thing, Wisconsin, but, yeah. but it is farmy. However, they had to change it when Dairy Queen threatened legal action. <laughs> wow. <laughs> dairy Queen was like, we're gonna sue you. <laughs> you may not do that. So she made some changes. <laughs> I think Drop Dead Gorgeous fits it perfectly, though. It does. Yeah. It's hilarious, though, that they're like, <laughs> I imagine them being like, you don't own all of dairy, we're queens. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first thing that now we're going to get sued by dairy queens. Right. <laughs> the first thing we're going to talk about is the contestants, who they are, and little facts, and who they're related to in the story. And there are nine contestants. We're going to go through them fast, and there, there's only a few that are going to have, like, the biggest points of the, the movie, okay. or the biggest Is it the ones things. we already mentioned? It is, and then a couple others. Okay. So, Sam, do you want to do the first one? You want me to do I'm Amber Atkins? Yeah. Um, say, it, say it the way you deserve. I can't. <laughs> you just did. 
Um, so it is documentary style film, so we get to see like their interviews, and it's almost like American Idol, where you get like a mini preview of like uh, yeah. their home life. Uh, so oh, that's that hilarious. happens, like yeah, throughout the film, and then. Do they all um, have sob stories? No. No. None, <laughs> None of them, them do. But they're randomly yeah. filmed doing different things that all, like, tie together with this small town of Mountain Rose. Mm-hmm. But Amber Atkins That's is played by Kirsten Dunst. And the questions they ask her are absurd and hysterical. But basically, she's, you know, small town. She's trailer trash. Like, coming from a trailer park, her mom... Is a hot mess, and her mom's She's best the friend. She's Harding. She is. She really is. And everyone calls her trailer trash. Aww. That's what I mean. Yeah. And she's adorable. She's sweet Aww. little Kirsten does. She is really sweet. Her dream is to win the pageant so she can get the funds to like get out of the town to go Aww. become a reporter because she idolizes Diane Sawyer. Oh, oh. that's all she cares about. Really, de- yeah. Like <laughs> posters that. in her room. And then there's like different clips of her, but basically she works at. A mortuary. Yeah. And she's a high schooler. She's in high school, yeah. And so she works at a mortuary, and she, there's like this one scene where she talks about how grateful she is to have an after school job where she can practice all of her talents. <laughs> and then it cuts to her, like, with headphones on and a little, like, cassette tape, like, on a her Walkman hip. Walkman or something. Yeah. A Walkman, yeah. On her hip, and she's like, Tap dancing and also like putting blush on a corpse because she's doing all of their makeup. It's hysterical, but she's she's wonderful and the protagonist where you definitely root for her. You know she's got like a heart of gold. It's very big. Mm-hmm. She helps people in the community, but yeah, she comes from a rough background and she's yes. she's wonderful. What was her name? Amber Atkins. Amber Atkins. Yes. yes. And um, so she's she's the daughter of this mom who's kind of a train wreck, who's like a chain-smoking, halter-top-wearing... Uh, like, shouldn't be wearing a halter-top, or should? She looks fine. She's skinny, okay. yeah. She's just... She looks like she has been in a tanning booth for, like, 25 okay, years. Okay, yep, got it. Got it. <laughs> but also, that's just not the vibe of Minnesota, either. At all, uh, yeah. You'll see what other people are wearing, and okay. then she's, like, walking around in her tube top, yeah. and, um... Go get my smoke! That's what she says oh to her. Gosh. And she's got this great line where she walks in on Amber being interviewed by the documentary crew in her bedroom, and she's just like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, they're these Hollywood guys, they're filming me for their movie. And she goes, if they ask you to take your top off, get the money first. <laughs> and then leaves. And her best friend is Allison Janney. Love it. No way. Yes. It's great. And and hairstylist the hairstylist is everything. Friend. The mom's, the mom's best friend. Love it. Yeah, the mom is a hairstylist who runs a hair uh-huh. salon out of their trailer. I love it. And it opens with, like, Allison Janney, like, getting her hair curled by her. And it's, it's really funny. It's perfect. Yes. It's great. Uh, so the next two characters, we have this one character named Tess... White House, and she is obsessed with dogs. That's all she cares about is German Shepherds. That's her only character trait. <laughs> She's very weird. She's got a very weird haircut. Who She's is wearing the actress? This Nobody you know. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So if we don't say him, it's just you don't know them. Gotcha. Um, she's wearing this ridiculous shirt that's got a picture of a German shepherd on it. Yikes. And it's like her dog that has been put to rest. <laughs> and basically she's got like a lot of issues. Like she is the person who constantly bad things are befalling them. <laughs> she is just, you know, she like, she she lifts up her shirt to show like her stomach where her German shepherd attacked her. Oh my goodness. <laughs> she has like nothing else to say. So she has they... nothing else to say in her <laughs> interview so she just lifts up her shirt and she goes they remade my belly with skin from my butt (laughs) (laughs) and she's talking to her dog in the interview like it's not his fault like in a in a puppy voice he just beat my pocket pocket. 
she's talking to a little dachshund wiener dog. Yeah. She's obsessed with German Shepherds, but they had to put her German Shepherd to sleep because it attacked her. Wow. So now she's only allowed to have dachshunds. And so later in the story, too, she um, she's holding this weird pen, and it's a bolt. And she says, this is my lucky bolt. Uh, because it fell from a jet engine, and it hit her on the head, but it hit her on the flat side, and she goes, if it had hit me this way, it would have gone right through my skull, and I would have died. <laughs> so she's just this, like, nothing could happen She says it so matter-of-factly. Like, yes. And then later, later, like, during the pageant, she, she barfs her guts out. She's just, she's sad. She's just a pathetic little, like, I that's her it. character. Yeah. Is nothing good ever happens to her. The next character, who I call Dibs on. Well, is it Amy? It's Amy, of course. <laughs> I don't even have it in my list because I knew it wasn't an option. <laughs> You're like, I'm not allowed to speak her name at all. <laughs> Amy Adams plays Leslie Miller. It was Amy's first role in a feature film Ooh. because she was doing dinner theater at the time mm. in Minnesota. And so she auditioned Whoa, for no this. Way. And while she was there, Kirstie Alley said, you really have something, you need to come to Hollywood. Oh. And so she did. <gasps> yes. a great story. And it was only yeah. five, years, five years later that she was an Oscar nominee, and then everything just blew up from there. Oh my crazy. Gosh. Amazing. Really? In 05? Yeah, for Junebug. That's a beautiful oh. story. Yeah. She's amazing in this, too. She's just really funny and adorable, and um, she's blonde, which is her natural hair Really color. big hair. Really big, like, big Minnesota hair, and her thing is she's the slut. <laughs> so, right. so, yeah, she's, she's like, always in her underwear. She's, um... I mean, especially when she was younger, she had the look for, like, I'm just the hot girl. Which is what I'm so... She she attributes dyeing her hair red to getting her oh, out that Oh, for mold. sure. Because, like, Cruel Intentions, too? Disgusting. Awful role. <laughs> awful movie. That's where she's in the limo, right? And she says something slutty. <laughs> she says something really offensive. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> and then she just does everything bad from there. Um, so, yes. But this is this is a fun, cute role. You know, every, every movie or situation like this needs that character. If this one is, you know, hooking up with the hot guy, yeah. and all she knows how to do is uh, take her clothes off or dance or be silly. And so, she does a good job at it. Season one, Brooke Davis? Season one, Brooke Davis, for sure. <laughs> yes. One Tree Hill ref. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia Bush. Yes. Yeah. Alright. Sammy, do you want to do the next two? Okay. That's Michelle, a.k.a. the drama girl. Um, she really embodied the 90s goth chick. She's got, like, black lipstick. She's not pageanty at all. We're not really sure why she's there. <laughs> uh, like, she looks pissed off when they have to do, like, group activities and talents. So, of course, her one talent is going to be a dramatic monologue. I love it. And she really, that's the only line from her that I know other than yeah. the she funny is. one. Yeah. She's really not in that much. one-liners, yeah. but... Um, yeah, she does this super dramatic role for the talent show. Wearing a scarf tied around her neck. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to think of what that was, and I was like, is it a turtleneck? Ask it on? might even be like, a t- like no, when she does have the scarf. Yeah. But she's like reaching up into the light, and she's bringing it down, <laughs> and she's like... <laughs> Most powerful thing yeah, right? I've ever seen. <laughs> so then we have... Number five, Molly Howard. Molly Howard, who is very proud to so, be... So the drama queen's name is Molly, too? No, Michelle. Michelle, sorry. Michelle. Oh, Michelle. Okay. She is a white girl raised by this adorable Asian couple, and they have really embraced the Western American culture. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, 
She's adopted by a Japanese family. Yeah. 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 They don't go that deep into the backstory. Okay. But basically... I also kind of think she was adopted later in life. She was, like, adopted, like, maybe a year ago. And she's she's a 16-year-old. And they love the country singer Clint Black. And he's got... He's a very popular country singer. He's a a real country singer? He is, yeah. Uh And the way that they, like, embrace the American culture, like, they're also included in her interviews, and so she's sitting there, they're all dressed like he's a cowboy, they're cowgirls. Oh, yeah. Vests, everything. Cowboy boots. She's got the hat on. Her talent is fantastic. She's also just kind of like a filler character. Some of the women, they come together. Um, how you were predicting, like, the camaraderie and everything. But there's this one assignment, and it's, you're supposed to be, like proud to be an American, and she adds in Asian American for her new parents. And she's not. She's very, very white. Right. She's white. <laughs> like, she is white as mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really sweet. That's Molly. And she's proud to be an Asian American. Yeah. The next one we'll tag team because it's contestant number six, Becky Lehman, who is the antagonist, Denise Richards, like you guessed. Yes, of course. Yes. And she is Gladys Lehman's daughter, which is Kirstie Alley. Okay. So she's the... Mother-daughter. I don't yeah. know why I can't think of her name. The opposite of Tanya Harding. Oh, the Nancy Kerrigan? That one. Okay, Nancy Kerrigan was an angel, though. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call her that. Yes, but in this story, she's the antagonist. <laughs> she's... A, she's, she's She's a mean girl. Okay. That's her thing, is she's just the yeah. meanest meanie. Um, she always comes in first in everything. She's constantly talking about, like, this is my this award, and this is this. They're very rich. Mm. I wrote down, small town, rich, white, privileged. <laughs> <laughs> That's her in a nutshell. Yeah, her, her mom is, like, very invested, like, helicopter mother, super mm. over-involved in everything she does. Becky's that been groomed sense. for this yes. pageant yeah, her yeah, whole yeah. life. That's all that matters. her mom, Gladys... Does it seem like she's rebelling against it at all? Or not no? at all. No. Okay. Her and her mom are one in the same. Yes. Her mom won the pageant in the 80s. Mm. Yes. So now she is there, and that that's it. That's her only thing, is that she has to win, and she's mean. She's not nice to any of the other contestants. Yeah, she has she's, no friends. Okay. The other contestants, like, they become friends, and they know it's a competition, yeah. but... They also, like, are human. Yeah. <laughs> like Whereas Becky other. walks around with a mean look on her face all the time and just says snide comments, and it's just yeah. not fun. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, the next one is contestant number seven, Lisa Swenson. Lisa is played by Brittany Murphy. Yeah. And her one character trait is that she's obsessed with New York City. Oh. Obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Obsessed. I love these. This is so funny. Yeah, They're right? really fun. And it's cute because if you think about, like, a small-town Minnesota girl who just wants to get out, all They're she all wants to big. do yeah, yeah. is go to New York City. And so it's cute. her being interviewed in her room at her desk, and there's just apples like, everywhere because <laughs> she's obsessed with the big, the big apple. apple. <laughs> and a really funny thing is that she is so proud of her big brother because he made it out. He made it to New York City. And she's talking about how excited she is about Peter, who lives in the Big Apple, and how she went to go visit him. And she just pulls out these pictures of Peter, and she's showing them to the camera. And she's like, here's Peter as Liza. And it's her brother dressed as Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Oh. Oh, yeah. And he has then many different characters. It's Here's Peter as Barbara. So it's because he's a drag queen. Wow. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's, so, it's so wonderful. Sweet. Yes. Yeah. And it's just adorable. Like, she's really proud of him. He lives in New York City. Her as a brother drag queen. sounds like he's very happy. Yes. <laughs> he's having a great time in the photos. Yeah. yeah. We never meet him. Oh. <laughs> we never, no, we never meet him. So, uh, you want to talk about contestant number eight? I only have a little bit. Janelle? Yeah, I don't have much. She loves sign language. Oh, obsessed with the culture, all of it. It's Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, and so, all of her interviews she does in sign language. That's right. Yeah, sometimes is that she'll, fun to watch now that you know sign language? It is. It's really fun. Um, sometimes she'll she'll speak and sign at the same time. But cool. then there's one scene where she like is talking about what kind of tree she would like to be, and she's doing it all through sign language. Aww. <laughs> oh, that's uh, right. I forgot. Yeah, and her and then, talent involves signing. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. cool. That's her. That's her character trait. Okay. <laughs> um, and then contestant number nine is Tammy Curry. <laughs> Tammy Curry. Tammy Curry. She's like the hometown jock. She's good looking. She's very pretty. She's very pretty. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to. She's but yeah. on a farm. Um, and she's I can't a, remember yeah. where she. She's like a. She's a shooter. I mean, they're in the country, so yeah. There's a lot of like gun involvement in this. And yeah. So she's like um, a sharpshooter, and mm-hmm. she's on the track team, and she. Mm. It, you know, it's like her like very her, letterman, her letterman's jacket, and she's like really excited, and she's kind of mm. she's very jock, she's very yeah. jock. But like almost like all around, like you know, she's gonna be good at everything. Okay. Yes, she always comes in first whenever oh. Becky doesn't. So she's always in first place. Becky um, is the Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> Becky is the Denise Richards. Becky is the Denise Richards. Uh, next thing we're going to talk about, and then we'll talk about plot, is the judges. There are three judges for the pageant. The first one is Harold. Harold, you've probably seen in other 90s movies. He's this really, really big guy. Um, he owns a hardware store, and he is the brother to Hank. And Hank is amazing. <laughs> Hank is very special. Another judge? Nope. No. Hank doesn't judge anything. Um, if you remember the trailer, he was the one asking the cameras, are we on cops? Oh, there's like the two of oh, them. Oh, yes. yes. They're brothers. Those, is one yeah. of them the, the judge? Yes. yes. Oh, the, one, okay. the one up close okay. who's a- actually answering the questions, and then you see Hank running around in the background. Um, he's also probably inhaling... Uh, he's like snorting paint fumes from their hardware store out of like a brown bag and he's like you just see him in the background he's sniffing it and then you see him like the great thing about this movie is yes it's like a documentary but there's other stuff going on in the background so you see Hank doing that and he like sniffs he takes a huge whiff (laughs) and he looks up and he's just like he has no idea where he's at and then so he starts like kind of walking around then he notices it's his brother and then he comes up to the camera and he's like are we on cops? Oh no, oh no. Are we on cops? And that's a big thing that everyone in the town asks. They constantly see these cameras and they and go, they are we on cops? Well, <laughs> they think someone's in trouble. Like, yeah. so funny. Um, he is constantly just interrupting or doing something... Inappropriate. Inappropriate or physically ridiculous. So that's Hank and Harold. That's his job. And yes. he does a great job. And mm-hmm. Harold is the one that's the judge? Harold is the one we're focusing on, but anytime you picture him, Hank is right there. Okay. Right. And they're both just, like, twins. Yeah. They're, like, these big, big yeah, guys. They kind of are. Like, think big overalls, like, maybe a shirt, maybe yeah, a yeah. wife beater. Maybe and... no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John Doe is the other judge. That's his name? Played by Kevin Spacey. No. <laughs> but that's his name. He's equally creepy. Okay. <laughs> equally creepy because John Doe's only character trait is that he's a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> great. It's so fantastic. great. There's no if reason. he ends up being the murderer, I cry. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. like when they're filming their talent show and the girls are dancing or they're changing, the camera crew filming the actual documentary like pans out into the parking lot and they see John Doe also filming. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just doing some research. Oh you know, my goodness. Like, he's, he's like, oh, I, camera, I always like, have a camera, you know, in case of car accidents, so yeah. I can film them. <laughs> it's like, what? That's a ridiculous <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> so the last judge is the screenwriter of the movie. Her oh. name is Lona Williams, and she doesn't have any lines. 
she does not speak. Does not speak, and she looks horribly constipated and oh. upset. <laughs> she looks upset the whole film and just has she kind of like <laughs> her nose like is scrunched up and she's turning. She and doesn't want to be there. And she's always <laughs> clutching a clipboard like That's she's awesome. it's like shielding her from the world. Yeah. And her name is Jean. <laughs> <laughs> and it just makes me so happy that she wrote it. It's a brilliant movie, and she's like, I want to be this person that has no lines and that hates being anywhere. Awesome. <laughs> she just looks so sad. She's always in beige. She does all eat. beige. Sammy's impression of it is like, <laughs> <laughs> I already see it. How long before you found out this was the screenwriter? I'd seen it many times, and That's then it was awesome. until I like you know felt like going on IMDb That's and so looking fun. at that. Yeah. yeah, so really fun. All right, we are ready to talk plot. So that was a big front-loading of characters. The movie opens with an infomercial for this pageant. It is called the Sarah Rose Cosmetics Pageant, and it's this deep voiceover going, Sarah Rose knows you're a beautiful girl. Ew. Sarah Rose knows you have an unusual talent. And then it's like, lights up on all these like beauty queens smiling, and they're like waving American flags. And then who's standing in the middle of them? It's Adam West. <laughs> oh, Batman. Batman. And he's talking, he's talking about welcoming you to the pageant and how you should be so excited to come and, and audition or to be a part of it. And he's like, we come to all kinds of cities, especially ones like, and then it's a voiceover going, beautiful Mount Rose, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just a way to like That's welcome so them, the contestants into the pageant. And then all of a sudden the video stops and Days of Our Lives starts playing. <laughs> The soap opera, and it's because one of the people running the pageant accidentally taped over the video. Oh, that's awesome. And then it goes into all of the contestants introducing themselves. Mm. We're gonna just jump forward right into all the characters have been established, they've been interviewed. Gladys Lehman, who is Kirstie Alley, mm. she is over the top pageant stage mom type, and she is talking about picking a theme for this year's pageant. Who is she? Is she like the director of the whole she thing? She is the director okay. of the pageant. And it's a conflict of interest, you may think, mm-hmm. to also have your daughter be in the pageant. Which one's her daughter? Becky Lehman. Denise Richards. Oh. The antagonist. Okay. So. They're a great mother-daughter combo. They're a great mother-daughter combo. Yeah. They sit the same way. And oh, that's They're really creepy and over the top and like, <laughs> ugh, just so sophisticated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a small town Minnesota way. And so, they're talking about picking a theme. You want to comment on that? About being in the car? Yeah. Of like. They can't find any place to park. That's the theme of the pageant? No, like, no. this, oh. this is this where is. they're having the conversation about picking yeah. the theme. And the theme is, we're gonna Walmart park. They're going to, they're in, they're in the car and they're talking with the documentary crew, and she's talking about all of her past pageants that she's hosted, so obviously she's laid a lot of groundwork because she's been grooming her daughter Becky for this one. So she's been the pageant host for years. Got it. And every single year the theme is American. So it's, God bless America. Uh-huh. And she thinks she's so interesting for saying these things. Yeah, like, no one's ever said this before. Okay. USA is A-OK. Oh my gosh. And it gets worse and worse. So this one, this talent show is proud to be an American. Oh my gosh. And she says it just like that. She goes, oh, I just thought of a theme. <laughs> proud to be an American. <laughs> and she's so excited. And they're, the documentary crew is this one guy with just a really monotone voice. And he's like, 
how do you come up with your themes? <laughs> and she goes, I don't know. It's like a gift from God or something. <laughs> I forgot she says that. And then as that's happening, they're driving through looking for a parking spot. And the town father, like from the church, is drunk in the middle of the parking lot. <laughs> Bumping into cars. Oh, and she goes, oh, hello, Father Nottingham. Sidewalks? Sidewalks? And her Sidewalks? her second in command is like, look, 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 look. Talking about how their, their priest uh, drinks way too much. And she's like, that's why we Lutherans use grape Kool-Aid for the blood of Christ. <laughs> so, Tammy Curry uh, is contestant number nine. We mm-hmm. talked about her. She's the jock. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so it's, it's, we've just been introduced to all these characters, and now we're talking about Tammy Curry, and she's going over all the things. She's talking about how she's captain of the track team. She's done this and this in soccer. She's a farm girl, and she just got a new patch on her letterman's jacket where she is the president of the Lutheran Sisterhood Gun Club. Okay. Now, when we were introduced to all the contestants, Becky Lehman is at a shooting range, and she's shooting, and she's getting a whole lot of bullseyes with her gun. She's talking about how, like, she got this um, gun for her birthday when she was seven, and this gun when she was this and, age. And you said that the only person who ever beats Becky is... It's Tammy Curry. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So Tammy is saying she is now the president of the Lutheran Sisterhood Gun Club, so that's obviously something Becky would have wanted. Okay. Right. So now uh, Becky is talking about how much she loves being a winner and how she's really excited to try her hand at the pageant game. And it's like this shot that the documentary crew is filming of her riding one of the tractors on her farm and she's like waving on the tractor and then the tractor explodes. What? <laughs> Up in flames. With Tammy, Becky on it? Tammy yeah. Curry's on it. Tammy's on it. She's, Just Tammy. She's dead. Next <gasps> shot is her funeral. Oh my oh god. My very immediate. Yeah. Now we're at Tammy Curry's funeral. Holy crap. R.I.P. Wait, why does the tractor explode? I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Do you gosh. ever know? Do you Obviously. ever know? Tammy didn't want Tammy to enter the beauty pageant. <gasps> yeah. Bye bye. Okay. Drop dead gorgeous. Luckily, the documentary crew got it on film. Mm. She went up in flames. Wow. However, the police department in this town is really stupid. Mm. And so it Shocker. cuts to them. Argo. It cuts to them and they're like, oh yeah, we determined that the curry girl must have been smoking while driving. Oh my gosh. So that's their assessment of what happened. All right. Yeah, that's it. Right. But at her funeral, Gladys is, uh, you know, talking about how, oh, it's so sad to see the young ones called home. And she says, <clears throat> but the show must go on. And that's it. <laughs> It's time for the judges Q and A. So that now we're gonna have like the interview portion of the pageant, oh, where okay. all the girls are interviewed separately by the judges, like on the stage. No. Oh. Private. In a bar. What? <laughs> I don't know why. Your memory is so much better than mine. So they're all. It's gonna be a bunch of little cuts of each girl answering a few questions. We hear the questions, and then it's a cut of each girl answering it. And the questions are ridiculous. Okay. So do you remember what one of the questions is? our favorite, Amber Atkins, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Like, one of the very first questions is, can you name all 50 states in alphabetical order? God. Name and spell them. (laughs) Which has nothing to do with her wanting to be in a beauty pageant or anything. Like, okay, let me take 10 minutes to take this test. Actually, her reaction is so sweet. Yeah. Because she was like, are you serious? 
And then she she goes into it. So she starts spelling Alabama. Wow. <laughs> and then Alaska. It, yeah. So she starts off like really timid, and then it goes to like the other contestants when mm. they ask different questions, and then finally at the end she's like Wyoming. <laughs> and she's so excited. So were other people's questions way easier? Way easier. <laughs> Are they doing that on purpose to mess with her? Yes. So Amber is getting the really really hard questions. Aww. Whereas everyone else's question was softball. It was. If you could be any kind of tree, what kind of tree oh, would you be? Oh, that's why you said the sign language thing happens. Yes. Yeah. And the drama girl, Michelle, we talked about, is she, like, gets up and starts warming up. So she's, oh like, gosh. warming up her mouth, and she's like, ah, 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 ah. She her arms. I can be any kind of tree you want to be. Just give me a second. <laughs> so they literally <laughs> ask everyone what kind of tree do you want to be except for her. Amber's the only one with different questions. <gasps> yeah. And take a wild guess as to why her questions would be different. Oh, well, yeah. Becky. <laughs> Becky. Um, so... Becky has cookie-cutter answers. Right. Yes. Becky's answer is disgusting. She says, hmm, <laughs> one with a strong Christian trunk. <laughs> I don't know what that means. They're like roots. Uh, strong Christian <laughs> roots. Um, and then long leafy branches to provide shade to handicapped kids on a hot summer day. <laughs> <laughs> but... Fuck the other kids. <laughs> right. And then Amy Adams looks so confused and she goes, green? <laughs> and then the girl who's obsessed with dogs says, dogwood? Dogwood? <laughs> and then the girl who was adopted by Japanese parents goes, banzai. Oh my gosh. <laughs> This is literally like you're playing an improv game where you're like, you're Asian, you're (laughs) slutty, no. They nail it. Exactly. Um, Some other things that they say are like, who would you want to be president, dead or alive? And Amy Adams goes, Brett Favre. (laughs) Uh, Becky has a really ridiculous answer about how her mother would be an amazing choice because she could solve... World hunger with one of her famous blue ribbon pies. She That's could, not how that works. She could bring <laughs> world peace with one of her prayers and still find time to look nice for my dad. Oh my <laughs> god. So, Women being there for men. <laughs> yes, so she's just, she's just you know, cookie cutter yeah, trying yeah. to be the best at everything. Amber doesn't get any of these questions. Sad. Um, Is she doing well? She's, Absolutely. Yeah, she spelled all those. You states, gotta man. love her right from the get go. Yeah, like yeah. everybody knows she's a fan favorite. Yeah, Aww. So. she's super cute. There's some other really funny things that I just don't think you're gonna translate well of us saying them. I agree. Them. Yeah, um, you gotta see it because okay. it's really funny. Of just other things that happen during this time. Uh-huh. We have another scene at the kids' school where Amber is. She's a dishwasher at school. Like that's what she does during mm. lunchtime. Whereas Becky is hanging out with this hot jock guy. Mm. She like dumps her plate into the sink so that Am- and it like splashes all over Amber. Aww. And then the jock guy is like, "Let me help you clean it." And she's like, "No, you don't need to." To Amber. To Amber. Oh. So this cute jock He's boy. He's crushing on her. Yeah. He sounds like the Aaron Samuels of this. He looks just <laughs> like that. Really. <laughs> yes. And so Aaron Samuels is like, "Here, let me help you." Oh, she got some fish in your hair. Let me get that out. Oh. He asks Amber out. Ooh. Really cute. Spicy. Spicy. Cut to. Well, Becky sees that he asks her out and she, like, gets mad. And then poor Amber in the mortuary 
and she has to put makeup on the newly deceased, and she <gasps> removes the sheet, and it's... Oh, my gosh. It's the guy who asked her on a date? the boy who just asked her out on a date. Wait, it's a boy? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? I thought and it was going to be the has, fire girl. He has a bullet right <gasps> in the center of his head. What? Which kind of points to Becky Lehman shooting it's the target. It's a big old murder. Yeah. Oh, my God. But there is, like, a funny morbid joke when yeah. um, she has to like grab another snow cap to put on his head uh, to cover like the bullet hole oh and then they're like what does he say about hunting season or she's like alright but if you're if there's another hunter you're gonna have to give me more caps yeah. like cause it's oh hunting season so people <laughs> die a hunting accident yeah that's what it's been listed as oh. as a hunting accident oh my god um, and okay. so like her, is that literally the next scene like as an audience you're like oh for sure murder uh, after they talk to each other, yeah, yeah, okay. like it's it's pretty fast, okay. and you know it's murder. Okay. Um, and then after like her boss comes in and is talking about how like you know you should make Brett look like the parents want him to look like he's got like flushed cheeks. They want him to have like rosy cheeks. They want him to look really nice. She's saying yeah, yeah, yeah. The boss comes in a few minutes later and he's like Amber, Amber, and she's like I know, I know, and he goes No, no, you need to go back to your home. There's been a fire <gasps> at her house. At her trailer. Oh my gosh! That's nice of you to call it a house. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's on fire. Like, there's... Her mom flew across the yard like a goddamn lawn dart. That's the line. <laughs> her mom was inside she the shot trailer. shot <laughs> When it blew up. <laughs> it blew up. <laughs> it blew up. So her house was blown up while her mother was inside. Amber's running up to uh, the trailer park, and she's yelling, Mom! Mom! And so... She's like, your mom's over here or something. Your mom's over here, And she's being, like, carted into the ambulance to leave. And she has... She's, like, drunk, and she has a beer can that has been (laughs) melted to her hand. Ah! (laughs) So it's now stuck. And Allison, she's, like, kind of delusional. She's, like, talking trash. And Allison Janney's like, why don't you see if there's any more beer in that and we'll follow you. And she, like, looks at it. And then she tips it back <laughs> to see if this melted yeah. beer can to her hand is uh, full. And it's not. Yeah. Yikes. That's why they're in the hospital because now she's obviously in the hospital. Um, yeah. And it's really gross. It's like a charred yeah, hand. It sounds it's gross. disgusting. And they it. do such a good job. Obviously, Amber wasn't home, so she didn't get blown yeah. up. She's still a contestant. She goes to school the next day, and she opens up her locker, and there's a picture of Tammy Curry on it. And on the back, it says, you're next. Ew! It's like, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Yeah. So she's really scared, and she's she's talking to, like, um, she wants to talk to her mom about how she found a really scary picture. Because she wants to drop out of the pageant. She wants to quit the pageant. Which, obviously, one contestant's dead, the guy you like is dead, your mother was almost killed. It's like, I don't want this that much, who cares? No, but the mom also wants it for her. Like, she's like, you need to get out of the trailer park. Like, you need to go. Mm -hmm. Like, pursue your dreams so it's sweet and she there the scene is like they're in the hospital and she's at her mom's like hospital bed yeah. and she starts saying like um you know i i think i just don't want to do it anymore and she takes the melted beer can and smacks her daughter in the head oh. with it and she, she's like ow <laughs> she's like you are not quitting blah, blah, blah. oh you 
also like, if Becky is behind these murders, like, bitch, you were a shoe-in. Can you stop murdering everyone in the town? <laughs> hey, man. And so there's a cutaway of, like, the cops who are just like, oh, yeah, we, we researched what happened at the Atkins trailer. Must have been bad wiring. So obviously <laughs> no one cares. Yeah, they don't give a shit about the trailer park. They really don't. But either way, Amber and her mom have this heart-to-heart in the hospital. And Amber decides she's going to stay in the pageant because mm-hmm. Allison Janney has this really sweet moment with her as well where she talks about how your mom is willing to do anything for you. Like, Aww. she... In her, in her, about to die, she grabbed your tap shoes in that trailer, and she, she's got them now. You have to go through with this. So Amber decides she's yeah. going to do it. We're really jumping around a lot. This is not as linear as they have been in the past, but that's because it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a bunch of exciting stuff happening. Okay. We've got a, a practice run for the pageant now, where everyone is practicing their talents in, like, a gym and to get ready, and Amber's kind of morose. She doesn't really, uh, like, feel like she's got it in her. She's going over, you know, what it's been like so far to be in this sort of situation, and on stage is contestant number eight, Janelle. Amber is contestant number one, and so they're rehearsing for the pageant, Yeah. and Janelle runs up to her and says, Amber, I need to switch with you. Can I go first and you go number eight? And so she's wearing a Tinkerbell-type dress, and she's signing this love song. Uh Uh-oh. And all of a sudden, you can see in the background, a light falls on Janelle's head. Oh, oh no. no! So it's supposed to fall on Amber. It's supposed, supposed to fall, to fall on, on Amber. Amber. Yikes! Yes, and so so that's what I saw in the trailer. That's yeah. what yeah. Does she die? <laughs> does she die? She does not die. Okay. She lives. She and guess it. what? <gasps> she can no longer hear. <gasps> oh, so she oh gets to gosh. be actually deaf. <laughs> so she becomes deaf. That's and like awful. Sister. How convenient. She already does. Oh my what? goodness. This is all so convenient. So I mean, convenient. Yeah. It's all like off screen. Like we never see it again. But, no, yeah. Um, we, she's gone. There's this really mm-hmm. sweet moment like later in the movie where Amber's like, uh, they're talking like, I heard you went to visit Janelle in the hospital. And she goes, oh yeah, she's super happy. And they're like, what? And she goes, oh. <laughs> The blow from the light made her deaf. <laughs> they're like, they're all like, yay, good for yeah, them. They're like, yay. They're they're like very, yay. Yeah, they're very happy for her. They're very happy for her. That's Aww. hilarious. And so now we have the actual pageant has begun, though. And so the pageant opens with this hysterical number where, in order for all the girls to be proud to be American, they tell them to wear these ball gowns and to make some sort of headpiece. That represents to them what they think America is. Mm -hmm. And so you want to just go through what some of them are? (laughs) I mean, of course, Brittany Murphy chooses the Statue of Liberty. And it's great because it's so big and she's so small that she's like, she has some stupid line where she was like, Lady Liberty, whose light is always shining bright. And she has this little lighter and she keeps trying to light a candle to like light a torch. And she can't. And she does her signature Brittany Murphy giggle laugh. And it's, it's great. Other ones are Molly Howard, the Asian American. She's got the mushroom cloud from the nuclear. Oh my god! What is oh my wrong god. with her? <laughs> she says atomic power makes me proud. Oh my goodness! Uh, Amy Adams' character has the Washington Monument, and it looks really phallic. And she's like right. stroking right. it. Giant penis. <laughs> right. The giant penis. And there's like boys howling from the audience. They're like, yeah, yeah. Oh my baby. God. And she's got like a furry boa that she's wearing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. She it's looks ridiculous. like a stripper. It's yeah. Becky's is ridiculous. Mount Rushmore. Because it's Mount Rushmore and it's like way too good and she's one of the faces on Mount Rushmore. Oh, is she? And yeah. she's like, 
I'm just so proud because you can take an ugly old mountain and turn it into faces. <laughs> and Amber's is really cute, but it's it's just a glittery version of the map of America. She's just it's like glittery, and she talks about how great it is to live somewhere where you can be whatever you want. How to be. weird that they made it your headpiece! Like what mm-hmm. a weird thing. what a weird thing. Yes, indeed. What a genius thing that <laughs> Gladys Lehman thought of. Yes. <laughs> Then it goes into the physical fitness number. Oh, my. Which they've been training for. It's a dance number to that song. Thank you, Gloria Estefan. Yes. Come on, check your body, baby. Do the conga. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That you hear, like, a million times. Some of, like, the funny highlights about that is the crew recently painted the little mini ladders that they have to use. So the girls, they touch them with their hands, and then they have paint on their hands. Mm. And then they have to lean over, and they lift it up. They do all this stuff, so then they end up being completely covered in paint. And they're not supposed to be. No. No. Oh. No. And who's the person that decided to paint the ladders, like, ten minutes before we started to use them? And it cuts to Hank. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Who was snorting spray paint. Yeah. And so he painted the step ladders that are for the dance right before they went right on. Right before yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. So everyone's covered in paint. They have to get ready for their talents. And they're, like, trying to... Everyone's, like, stressed mm. now. They're trying to scrub off blue paint. Yeah. And, and Peggy's then, saying really mean things backstage. Um, and everyone's just kind of, yeah. like, ripping it off. And so they're trying to go get into their costumes. And Amber's tap costume is missing. <gasps> no. And it's gone. Missing. And we are now at the halfway point of the movie. Ooh. Mm. But really kind of way more than that. I'll let you go first. I, I hope that Becky gets found out that she's the murderer. I lunky think that it's probably Gladys, though. Mm. Gladys? Yeah. Is that the mom? Yeah. yeah. Okay. She's trying to secure her daughter's mm-hmm. spot in the running. Obviously, I hope that Amber wins. You know, or she like does a mean girls moment and she like gives it to everybody Aww. involved. You know. <laughs> And she's just like, I think everybody deserves to be an American. <laughs> <laughs> she pulls like a pre-Mean Girls and rips the tiara and yeah, starts sharing exactly. with everyone. Yeah. That yeah. would be sweet. Keely. So, yeah, I definitely was having that vibe too of, I'm just thinking of other movies like this where it seems so obvious who the killer is, but then it's somebody else. And so I'm thinking like, like in Scream it ends up being someone you're not quite expecting that's behind it all. It's like a mom figure. Same with, like, Friday the 13th. So I was thinking it's probably her mom as well. Maybe she doesn't even know that it's happening, mm-hmm. even though it seems like it's working in her favor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking it's Kirstie Alley, too. And then I'm also thinking, and I can't remember what movie this was, but there's some movie where you expect one person to win and they don't. So part of me is kind of hoping that Brittany Murphy wins and that it's <laughs> this cute moment where you see Kirsten Dunst being really supportive but that wasn't really the point. And so now, like, Brittany Murphy gets to go and move to New York. <laughs> I love how supportive you are of Brittany Murphy. <laughs> I really want all of Brittany Murphy's dreams to come true. Yeah. Besides that, I hope there's some really dramatic scene from the 90s where, it, like, it ends up being Kirstie Alley and the cops are, like, taking her away. And she's like, I deserve this. Like, my family is the best family in the world. Fuck the trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> And then she's like, straight to hell. Yeah. Um, I think that... What is that? that fuck you to death, Jordana? <laughs> fuck you to death, Jordana! <laughs> I think that it's too obvious to have um, Becky be the killer. Yeah. 
Also, I know because of the trailer that they end up having a cat bite in it. Mm. But so maybe her notions of her being behind it all are misplaced, and that's where the mm. fight turns out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Picking up right from there, uh, they get in a cat fight. Uh. <laughs> Amber is very upset that Becky stole her costume. She knows it was her. Gotcha. Becky is adamant that it wasn't. But she doesn't care. She's like, you know what? I'm going to beat you up. Anyways, I really don't care. Uh, yeah. You're a fight, loser. Fight. I'm going to win. They get pulled off each other very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's on to the talent portion, and Amber is backstage crying because she has no costume to oh. wear. She's got one outfit that's covered in paint. She's got another outfit that's a ball gown that you can't really tap dance in. Yeah. She's got nothing to wear. You and say, they won't yeah. approve your outfit. It needed to be approved. Oh. There's a rule. Like a beauty pageant guideline, mm-hmm. but the outfits had to be approved. Like yeah. pre-approved um, before the show. So yes. she's just trying to like get away with what she can. She's got like a leotard and she's like, can I wear this? And they're like, no, I'm sorry, you, you had to have it pre-approved, you can't wear that. But then yeah. it does, it also, like while that's happening, that's a bummer, but then the girls kind of come together because they know that Becky is awful. Mm-hmm. Do they all give her pieces of their wardrobe? Aww. Well, that's sweet, but... <laughs> We're going through their talents. Uh, we've got the dog girl. Gonna guess this as to her talent. Dog training. Like dog tricks. Oh, she does that weird, like, dog, like, you know, like horse jumping. (laughs) (laughs) Where she rides one? No, no, no. It's even better. I love these guesses. You see an animal big enough to ride. You know equestrian (laughs) jumping? Yeah. But but humans do it. What What? else? I'm sorry. Are you talking about track and field? (laughs) No. I'm talking about humans running around like they're horses and jumping over things. So do they run or are they on like... They gallop on all fours. She's thinking of the movie Glass. (laughs) (laughs) This is a real thing, you guys. It's real. I am 100% positive it's not and you're wrong. No. (laughs) It's real. I really... Every part of my being wishes this is real. So I I promise it's real and there's videos. Wow, I'm really Okay, scared. while Can your we? guesses are absolutely <laughs> wonderful, they're completely wrong. Yes, uh, she barks like a dog. That's her oh, what? She tells you the different styles of bark. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think the Asian American who loves the country west is going to do? Oh, I bet she does some... Uh, karate. No, uh, karate. <laughs> yes, uh, the middle of the country is very well known for their karate. I bet she does some... Um, what is that? She does some geisha stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or kabuki. She does some kabuki theater. She does. Her, she does her parents. <laughs> I was really trying to highlight that she loves Western, Western. America. Her parents oh, love yes, Western. <laughs> some calligraphy. <laughs> Stop. Uh, this podcast has gone to the dogs. <laughs> She line dances. Okay, so it's really wrong. <laughs> okay, I get it. Yeah, so she line dances, and she has fake toy guns, so every time she, like, hits the end of her mark, it's like, pew. So she does what I did earlier? Yes, yes. yes. And she like, does blow on them. She does, she, really? yeah, Absolutely. And in the audience, it's so cute, her, her adoptive mother is pretending to blow on the guns, too. Oh, <laughs> it's really cute. cute. It's adorable. Um, we already talked about the drama girls. Amy Adams does a cheerleading routine where she does, like, um, she's like a back walkover, and there's two guys. Does she actually do it? She does. Yeah. Amy really? Amy Adams is a trained dancer, yes. She can do all kinds Ooh. of things. Ooh. Yeah. 
Amy Adams sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that that sounded high and mighty when I said it. Amy Adams is a tricky dancer. Um, Amy Adams is a national treasure. <laughs> two, two sweaty dudes are wrestling in front of her. And she's oh. doing a cheerleading dance routine. Oh, and so she's doing this, like, cheer about how they should be doing these different, like, she's doing, it's just like a high school cheer. Okay, but there's yeah. two sweaty dudes wrestling in front of her, and she does, like, a back walk over. On with her? On yes. what? Like, as part of the as act? As part of the yeah. act. And then she does the splits right in front of her, and it's really cute. That's funny. Then we go backstage. Amber is sobbing in the stairwell. People are gathered around her. They're trying to, like, offer her condolences. They're really, you know, sorry for her. And she's crying, and she says, I just want to compete. You know, I'll go out there. Like, I don't even need a costume. And Amy Adams goes, why don't you go naked? Amy Adams (laughs) says, they won't let you perform naked. I already asked. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good line. That's awesome. And then you can say what happens next. Then our sweet Kayleen's girl. Yeah. My my Brittany girl. Murphy. Oh. <laughs> she says that she will give Amber her costume because it was already approved weeks before the talent show. Mm-hmm. Does that mean she's not gonna use it? Yes. Yeah. She's gonna sacrifice herself. She yes. sacrifices herself and her dream to get to the big apple. Aww. Because she believes in Amber and she knows Amber deserves it That's and she nice. would do well, like with her winnings and getting Aww. out. Yeah. She has a really cute line about her brother where she says, we only need one performer in the family and Peter's got way better legs than I do. Oh, that's awesome. And then she has a really sad line where she goes, plus, you know, my parents only had me because Peter needed that kidney. <laughs> oh my is God. this my sister's keeper? Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Really is. So that's the last line before, you know, we see Amber coming out uh, in the outfit. But before yeah. that happens... Is it ridiculous? Like, does it not No, it's adorable. adorable. It's, oh, okay. it's, it's yeah. honestly perfect for the number, oh, too. Yeah. It's, like, a super cute, um, like, tiny shorts, but then a top hat and a tailcoat. Oh, adorable. Absolutely. But tap dancing. What was yes. Brittany Murphy's talent? Probably oh. something. I think oh, she was, she was like gonna singing. Sing, she was going to sing and dance to guess what? New York, New York. <laughs> okay. One character trait. Yes. Please... Please talk about Becky Lehman's talent, because this is a high point of the movie. This is a high point, and I really, like, again, I don't know how many times I have to say it. It's 1999. It's a dark comedy. It's very offensive. Becky Lehman, as we know, is like hoity-toity, small-town, white privileged. Her mom has groomed her for this. So she wants to sing, and she... What is it? I really... It's so good. Okay. So she comes out on her own, and she's kind of like 50s dress. Like, she's got a cute little skirt on. Yeah. And... Poodle skirt. Yeah. And her hair's all up, and she's got a little scarf, and she comes out, and she's singing, and then all of a sudden, she reaches out to the other side of the stage. To the line of, I love you, baby. And then, who comes out? But Jesus Christ crucifixed on a cross. Ah! On what? Like on wheels. Like a stuffed animal version. Stuffed? Oh, it's not not like an actor. No. Not a person. It's like a, it's like a gigantic stuffed animal. Yikes. And he's on this cross and she's singing and dancing with him, like twirling Like ballroom dancing with Jesus Christ. And then it it ends and she's like facing the audience and she wraps Jesus' arms around her. What? And then she carries Jesus off on her back. Yes. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's so 
fantastic, and I really Kimmy feel like... Kimmy said offensive. <laughs> <laughs> you can say offensive because it absolutely is, but again, I'm going to go back to that humor, and if you don't have it, I can't be friends with you. <laughs> because nothing made me laugh harder than watching this. Because you're just, you watch it and you're like, this isn't happening. It's a girl like singing and it's really cheesy and it's annoying and then she reaches out. You don't know it's coming. (laughs) And And on wheels. On wheels flies across the stage. Jesus. (laughs) I wonder if they're like making this movie and they're like, can we do this? So, Sammy's got a great concept Honestly, this sounds very like American Dreams to me where it's like, how far can we push the envelope? Whereas American Dreams does not take itself seriously for two seconds. Mm. Well, I, and I don't know if Drop Dead Gorgeous wanted to be taken seriously, but I feel like this style, this is like one of the first documentary style films that I remember seeing yeah. that it was I like really this enjoyed. And the, the ones made by Christopher Best, like the Spinal Tap. The and, mockumentary? Mm, the mockumentary. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Um, but yeah, that type of filming. And it's, it's dark, but it's funny. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. the 90s. Yeah, they're ridiculous. But say your fun fact about Becky's dance number. Okay, fun fact is. As she's dancing with Jesus, there were extras in the audience. And it was filmed in Minnesota. Yeah. Who got up and left <gasps> because they were so offended. Oh my goodness. She, there was like an interview with her and she was talking about how she was performing it and how she didn't think people were going to understand like the humor of the film uh-huh. because she's performing and people are just, they're leaving. Wow. Getting up and Like paid up. extras. Paid extras. Are wow. Just, are leaving. I'm out. And as... Becky is doing this. Amber's mom, who is just high on all kinds all of, of her pain all painkillers, so, and uh-huh. in a wheelchair, and her she no longer has a hand. She's got all these she bandages. Has, they had to take her hand they off had to take her the hand because of the beer. I, isn't it just wrapped? It's wrapped for now. She loses it later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure she does, but like it's still it's wrapped. But you can still tell she's hanging okay. on to the beer. You can still, yeah, and she's she's sitting there just drugged up with Alice and Janie, and the two of them are laughing so hard during the Jesus dance. Oh, during the Jesus dance, they are dying, and it's it's so great. It. it makes me feel like I'm sitting in the audience with that's them. Fun. They're up. so happy. Yeah, and just that how ridiculous this is. So that happens. Then it is Amber's turn. She's amazing. It's the best tap dancing you've ever seen. Oh. It's not Kirsten Dunst doing it, but that doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's like, you know, cuts of like her head and she's holding okay, the hat yeah. in front mm-hmm. of her. And it's a lot of like faraway shots with the hat tipped down. And it's an amazing tap number. Just floors you. It's yeah. obviously the best one. She's a shoe in for winning. It's amazing. And now it is time for I the. I have predictions. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're going to go to the results of the pageant. Oh. Guess who comes in third? Amy! <laughs> Yay! Amy Brittany, Adams Brittany comes in third. No, <laughs> Brittany Murphy's disqualified. Amy Adams yeah. comes in third, and she's so excited. Aww. She's flipping out, losing her mind. Cutie. It's really cute. Yeah. Well, because she's a dumb blonde, and yeah. they name her second runner-up. So, so she, she thinks, thinks she comes in second. She goes oh. Second <laughs> and later, she's talking to her boyfriend, and she's like, I got second! I got second! And he goes, third. <laughs> her boyfriend's an asshole? He's totally rude. Yeah. 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 He was only good for, like, hollering. How dare he? She's stage. better than this. Yeah. yeah. She is. Okay. So the runner-up is Amber. No. Okay. Gladys is the one reading the note cards, by the way. Okay. She's opening the envelopes, like... Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. <laughs> and she looks at it, and she goes, Amber Atkins, and she says it's so happy. 
uh, but like snide and mean. Yeah. And so Amber knows she came in second. She comes in gracefully, collects her flowers. And she says it really happy. Obviously. But Amber accepts it graciously. Yeah. I mean, she's kind of confused. Girl. <laughs> she's like, I thought I killed it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I named all 50 states in alphabetical order and spelled them. So she gets her flowers and she's oh, kind of standing there. And then, of course, like the only person left is her daughter, Becky. Uh-huh. So she opens up the card and she's like screaming. The winner is like, My daughter, Rebecca Ann Lehman! Ugh. Now. Yeah. Why you're kidding me? Yeah. But then yeah. it is Mount Rose. It's a small town. So to celebrate the winner of the beauty pageant, they have a town parade. Yeah. I want to say wow. a real quick note, too, because after the pageant, uh, you know, they're all like leaving the theater. Brittany Murphy leaves and has, like, a cute line about her brother. Amy leaves and has that interaction with her boyfriend. Amber leaves and she's with her mom. And, like, her mom has to get into an ambulance because she's not doing so well. And Amber's, like, with Allison Janney and she's really sad. And there's this really, really sad line where um, Amber earlier in the film talked about how Diane Sawyer used to do pageants as well. And when Diane Sawyer was in a beauty pageant, she was contestant number eight for her hometown. And Amber's contestant number eight. And she's crying, and she says, I guess number eight only worked for Diane Sawyer, and it's so sad. And now we're at this This parade. This is so sad. (laughs) It gets you in your feels. It gets you in your feels. She should have won. Because now we have this parade, ridiculous parade, big over the top. For no reason. Amy Adams and Amber are going to ride in this Corvette together at the, you know, this, like, their second in the parade, whereas front of the parade is this big, enormous float. Ridiculous giant float. And it's a swan. It's a big old swan. It's a giant swan. Does it explode? And at the very top <laughs> is Becky Lehman. On her head? <gasps> and yeah. she's waving to the town. She's saying hello. <gasps> oh my gosh, she's totally gonna explode. Does it explode? And it cuts to Amy and Kirsten. <laughs> and this is the part I watched with you. This is the part you watched. Okay. So Amy- Damn! <laughs> <laughs> Amy's. I, I, I wanted. Like you watched a, a pivotal scene. <laughs> she did. She didn't remember, so I'm really happy because Amy. I wanted to show it to her because it was an Amy moment, and like she walked yeah. in on that. So it's like Amy talking to Amber, and she's just like Amber, like because the the swan smells terrible. It's the the float it smells, smells like, like gas gasoline, and Ooh. it like looks poorly. That made. didn't tip anybody off. No. <laughs> and so Amy's just looking at, at Amber, and she's like, "Hey, Amber, like you work at the mortuary. If I die from these gas fumes, would you please cover?" <laughs> up the hickeys on my neck and Amber's like oh sure and then Amy Adams just takes it further and further and she goes oh and the bite marks on my thighs oh my god <laughs> it's like really over the top and Amber's like stop talking <laughs> but then boom yes I'll take care of it swan explodes oh my god boom who did it? Who did it? did they think Amber was gonna win? someone's still trying to kill Amber? Mm. Gladys Lehman is watching her daughter's float, like, burn in flames, and she starts crying hysterically, and, of course, the film crew is filming her, and she's like, the swan ate my baby! (laughs) And she keeps saying it, and you're just like, you're now watching this movie like, okay, I've already watched her dance with Jesus on stage, like, what is happening? And that's what it is. Kirstie Alley is screaming at the top of her lungs about how the swan ate her baby. Oh my. She's dead now. Her daughter exploded on a swan. And that was, oh like, goodness. her ticket. She was like, "You, we, this was our ticket out of here, baby. We were gonna go to state. Yeah. We were gonna go to Yikes. state. Mm-hmm. So it's very sad until Gladys whips around and points at Amber and says, You, 
it should have been you up there. <gasps> because she lied about what was on the card. Fucker. And Amber was the one who should have exploded. And then Kirstie Alley has a very dramatic 90s villain monologue. Oh my gosh. Where she goes on and on about, oh, Tammy, I burned her up too. And I, you should have died. In-. So, like, clearly Gladys' specialty is explosions. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 well, okay, okay. But also dropping lights and shooting boys in the head. So Gladys expected the winner to be on the swan and therefore she was going to kill the winner, but then she made that her daughter accident. the winner? That was an accident. The swan should not have exploded. Oh. oh. That was the only accident in the movie. Oh. Everything else was planned. So she's saying it should have been you up there. Like, how could this have happened? How could this swan have blown up? That okay. was supposed to be you up there anyways. Yeah. So it's revealed that she not only lied about that, but then it's revealed that she killed a bunch of okay. other people okay. to get her daughter where she is. It's really just that the swan is poorly made. It oh. reeks of gas, and it's like a big honking Okay, so nobody, like, pun nobody soaked it with gas. It just, like, is malfunctioning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's also like <laughs> the cops would have gotten it right this time. There's like right. sparklers on the swan oh, for whatever no. reason. It's well, just and a they flash stupid to swan. yeah, Denise Richards up there, and it's like there's all this smoke, and she like can't breathe. Yeah, so she's like trying to wave and be like, "Look, I'm so pretty." Yeah, she's like, "I can't breathe." Yeah, and then boom, so she blows oh, up. So that one's the only one's an accident. But okay. we do have this big monologue from Kirstie Alley about I'm a murderer. Yeah, she gets taken down pretty fast. People like apprehend her. And what's really fun is that, like, a few minutes later, another documentary crew shows up from cops. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> like, actual cops show up. Yeah, the actual cops TV show shows up. That's great. Yeah. So now, uh, by default, Amber is declared the winner. Cool! Yay, She's Amber! Now she gets to go to state. <gasps> do they put her on a different float? They don't put her on a different <laughs> okay. float. Instead, though, they do, like, have a ceremony for her, and she feels very apprehensive about it and just kind of upset. Like, she didn't want to win this She's way. She's like, all these people died. Yeah. yeah. And it is pretty sad. And then it cuts to, you know, we're, we're going to skip over it because it's, it's long. It's, it's you know, her going to the regionals, the, the state competition, and everyone there is just way better than her. Uh-huh. Everyone there is beautiful and has like implants not from minnesota just no. just been doing yeah. it for years yeah. like the, the is... kind of crazy pageant hair and yeah. teeth and all that yeah and they all have really good talents there's like an opera singer there's a baton twirler there's a much better tap dancer than her so Aww. she's feeling pretty down on herself and then before she goes and does her talent there's a lunch break there's like a giant complimentary buffet by the venue that they're staying at mm-hmm. and what they're serving is all different types of shellfish. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, is she allergic to shellfish and then she dies? Actually, no. that's Amber, a good guess, though. that's a great guess. <laughs> Amber refuses to eat shellfish. She thinks it's weird that she says, My mom says never eat something that carries its own home. You don't know the last time it was cleaned. So that's she funny. refuses to eat shellfish. Everyone else is going to town on the shellfish. <gasps> Everyone else dies. Guess who poisoned the shellfish? <laughs> Kirstie Alley. Yeah. How did she get access to the shellfish? She got connections. <laughs> what? <laughs> so Everybody she wins? gets sick, but Amber. Oh my gosh. And another gem. The the biggest gem of the movie. Probably one that we use in our family far too often. One of the crew members, like you, or it's a different one, right? It's, it's a couple documentary crews, like, meet up and they're high-fiving and we see one of them, like, being carted off their sound guy that was from the documentary the whole time. He, he ate shellfish. Oh, yeah. he, he ate, ate shellfish. shellfish. <laughs> it's almost like they're in a hotel and you, there's different floors and so they're looking at the other film crew 
And they're like, what's going on, man? He's like, fucking beauty queens blowing chunks everywhere. And then it flashes to, like, beauty queens hurling over the balcony. There's everyone's throwing Uh. up. (laughs) Everyone is sick. Everyone has food poisoning. Except Amber. It's raining barf. Uh. Guess who wins state? That's amazing. (laughs) And gets to be Miss Minnesota. Wow. And it's for Sarah Rose Cosmetics, which is the one that I talked about in the beginning. beginning. And the final scene of the movie is Amber on a bus with all the other Miss Blank State. Yeah. Going to the Sarah Rose Cosmetics headquarters. And they get there. Everyone gets off the bus. And Sarah Rose Cosmetics has gone under. Oh no. There is no more Sarah Rose. Their building is empty. There's a for lease sign. Nobody alerted the beauty pageant. Nobody told anyone. The beauty queen, the beauty queens go nuts. They start tearing apart the Wait, So, what, what was the point of this, though? Like, what was? It the... was a Miss America pageant, but now there is no final round. Oh, it was going to be held there. Yeah. Oh. And now the whole company who was sponsoring it doesn't exist. Wow. So it's like a really sad moment where there's you know typical documentary style text at the bottom of the screen talking about how. There would never be another beauty pageant again. Oh. Amber's watching all these beauty queens go crazy, like, destroying and, like, knocking over stuff. And she just kind of looks a little sad, but gets on the bus and just gets back on knowing that she, there's better things for her in life. Yeah. Mm. And then the credits start to roll. Mm. But we have a little epilogue. Oh. Guess who's out of prison? Oh, Gladys. no. Gladys gets out of prison. A sequel's <laughs> on the horizon. <laughs> oh, no. Guess who's on the roof of one of the buildings? Trying to take out Amber as a sniper. What? With a sniper? Gladys escapes prison. <laughs> and she has a sniper? She goes hardcore. Is she it, goes yeah. full She is so extra. She's got a bandana around her forehead. It's not as ridiculous as, like, it's plausible. That's hysterical. We're making it sound like a cartoon. It's, I it's think plausible. it's a cartoon. It's funny. <laughs> well, because um, it, like, brings it back to Amber's dream is to be, like, a news reporter like Diane Sawyer. So basically, Kirstie Alley is, like, attacking this one area, and so people are being shot. One of those people, it, and it's like a, a news crew is there, like an actual one, and they're talking about what's going on, and then you see Kirstie Alley up there, like, looking. Oh my scope. gosh. And she ends up shooting the newscaster, like, the news reporter that's out there, and Amber picks up the microphone. <gasps> oh. And she's like, this is Amber Adkins reporting live from blah, blah, blah. And, and they're like, like, you don't work here. <laughs> Actually. No, but that's how she, like, gets her big break. Yay! So, eventually. Yeah. It's, like, says in text, it's, like, that she showed great grace under pressure. Because she's, yeah. like, helping the woman who was shot, but she's also reporting. And uh, so the final shot is her with this hysterical 90s haircut. And she's, oh, like, so from bad. WBEZ. Minnesota, whatever the station yeah. is. She's Cute. a newscaster. Terrible haircut. Now. Yay! That's the Yay, movie. movie. Oh, good job, guys. Thank you. Yay! Yeah. That felt like Mean Girls meets Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, that's a good review. You know? Yeah, interesting. And, and plus something that involves murder. <laughs> well, well funny, I know what you did last summer. Murder. It kind of feels like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good review. Do you guys want to rate it? Yeah, you go first. I, I want to give this one a, a nine, just because I feel like I'm really going to love it. <laughs> you probably will. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to be friends. <laughs> I feel like I made that really clear. Yeah, I really want to be friends, so. <laughs> I feel like Kayleen's going to be way harsher. Uh, I feel nervous because both of these sisters love this movie. 
I feel like I'm going to like it, but I feel like I'm going to pick it apart. I feel like mm. it's going to be one of those movies that I enjoy, but because it's also fun to make fun of and it's from the 90s. Yes. So I feel like realistically I'd give it like a seven. That's low. Okay. I kind of want to change it to an eight because <laughs> I'm nervous. I would say an eight is fair for both so of you from funny. having not seen it. Yeah, uh, I'm not shocked seen that it. you gave it so high and she gave it so low. Well, I changed like it to an eight. Oh my gosh, I mean, that sounds fair. <laughs> oh, Sammy, what do you rate it? I'd give it an eight. Oh my god, I give it a ten. Okay. <laughs> I was, I'm I do surprised you didn't give it a ten. I give it a ten. <laughs> this is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, it's the first thing I will rate a ten on this podcast. Cute. Like in terms of our ratings. I mean, there's other movies I would obviously give a ten to, but in terms of explaining yeah, or yeah. hearing an explanation. 10 for me. Should I change mine to a 10? You don't need to, no. Do <laughs> you want it to be a 9 or an 8? Or it a is seven? one of my favorite movies. I do love it. Do you find fault in it? Is it dated to you? No, it holds up. It's pretty It's pretty great. <laughs> I'm gonna go 11. <laughs> <laughs> Leave all of that in. Awesome. Divided by 4. Guess what this comes out to, You can't. Us? You can't give it an 11. Eight, yeah. I already did don't no, give it you an can't 11. Do that. Fine, the average was a 9. But 11's Fine. like my favorite number. If 11 I, is funny for the podcast, but you can't put it in the math. Fine, if I give Sammy 10, 10, 10. plus your guys's, it's still going to come out really high, y'all. It's an 8.75. So okay. we'll round it down to an 8.5. Okay. Why would you like, do that? Because I feel like they're not going to be happy if we give it a 9. Because they haven't seen I don't it. care about their happiness. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, this is my yeah. podcast. Yeah. Just because they haven't seen it. Well, everyone will have to take it over. All right, so to wrap up, um, what are you guys adding to your watch list, and what do you recommend? Okay, so for my watch list, I meant to say this, in a, you know, in past weeks, but I kept forgetting about it because it really hasn't been publicized very much, but I really want to see Brightburn if Clark Kent was a villain, and it's got oh, Elizabeth yeah. Banks, and it's like evil Superman. It's oh. like, it's, I think it's supposed to be a scary movie. It looks like a, it's okay. a full it's horror, scary, yeah. it seems like, yeah. I'm yeah. into it. And I'm, I really want to watch that. I guess it's kind of still far out, but um, Handmaid's Tale is coming back. Yep. Mm. Stoked about that. For recommendations, going on theme, I guess, people should watch Bachelorette. Aww. Oh, I haven't seen that. Because mm-hmm. it's a comedy, and it's, it's kind of a dark comedy. It's very much in the same vein as this movie, yeah. Yeah. Cool. You know, going off of that... You should watch The Beguiled, because she's also in that, and that's a good movie. Those are two wrecks. Nice, Kimmy. Mm -hmm. Those are both really good. Um, So for my watch list, these are both, I mean, it's the beginning of May right now, but these are both coming out this month, and I was just thinking about this this morning, so I got really excited. Rocket Man is coming out this month. Oh my gosh! I'm excited to see is that. It really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! What? It's like the it's like the last day of the month or something. But I'm it's so coming excited. out this month. I didn't know that. And yeah, Booksmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, Booksmart. 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 I want to watch that too. Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. Okay. Those are both so wow. Gosh, what? Right? What, I was gonna say, what year is it? Time is flying I guess by. I say, what month is it? Uh, I'm trying to think of a '90s movie that's because I this vibe is so familiar and yeah. I well I'll just go off of Brittany Murphy and say that if you haven't seen Eight Mile, I for sure thought she was gonna go for like Just Married. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Eight Mile. Eight Mile, super good. Watch it. It's fun. And um, Falcon is in it. <laughs> 
Is he really? Yeah, he's the guy that gets schooled in the rap battle. But you're going to say well. stabbed, and I was like, what? <laughs> no. Honestly, okay. if you didn't think that Eminem could act, you'd be wrong, because he's great in <laughs> He's it. ready to fight yet again. But <laughs> <laughs> nobody's even willing. <laughs> I mean, granted, he doesn't have to do much outside of, like, who he is. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's still very, you know... It's just like a tweaked version of his real life. It's better than Cher and Mamma Mia 2, so... <laughs> What? <laughs> what Nobody asked you to make those comparisons. <laughs> I just love how similar they are. Yeah. You know what though? It's better than Lady Gaga and A Star Is Born. Honestly, if you put that like on Letterboxd, bring back Shitting on A Star Is Born. Yes, I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, you mean you guys didn't go back to the theaters that one weekend where they added an additional 15 minutes <laughs> and the sing along? I believe. No, they didn't. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Bad. That's horrible. Oh. Why? Why would you put yourself through more of that? <laughs> God. Stuff to add to mine. I guess I'm just going to say um, some more Marvel rewatches. I know that's mm. not exciting, but I do want to make it through Yeah, some more of those. Um, it's been really fun to do. Yeah, it really yeah. has. And also, I just, I, I know I haven't knocked stuff, like in the past couple weeks, I said, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Oh, yes. And before that, I said I wanted to finish The Party's Just Beginning. I still haven't finished those, so oh. I really don't want to, like, add two more to my watch list, because I know I'm not going to get around to everything, yeah, so yeah. Marvel's at the top, then I would still like to watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, mm-hmm. and then definitely, I really should finish that other movie. We also all have one that I'm going to let Sammy say. Yeah! Um, and then, for my recommendation, I recommend Veronica Mars, mm. because there's three seasons and a movie, and it's a super underrated early 2000s TV show that comes back in July. Is it a TV show back. or a movie? The TV show! Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> oh I recommend all of it. But yeah. the TV show comes back in July. No, I know. I thought that they were coming back with just a movie, but they're coming they back with a movie. They did, and series. I went to the premiere. Wow. Yeah, and so I'm really excited. Exciting for Veronica. <laughs> and for Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney Mars. That's my name. Sam Sam. Sam. So what to watch? What are you adding to your What's watch your list? Watch list? My watch list, um, it just came out today on Netflix, is Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, which is about Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. And we might watch it right after this. Yeah. yeah. I'm intrigued for sure. I want to know what they're going to do with the story because I feel like so much attention and social media and what's going on right now, everybody's liking true crime. Of course. Oh, of going course. back and to kind of And giving way too much praise to Ted Bundy and Absolutely. regarding him in way too good of a light. It's, yeah. yeah. Well, the whole true crime popularity right now is super mm-hmm. riding that line of, mm, don't, uh, what's the word? We're not glorifying, glorifying it. We just are people. interested. Whereas right. sometimes it seems like they are glorifying it. I, let's yeah. cast Zac Efron as a yeah, serial let's killer. Cast one, let's <laughs> I, target this audience for young women. I still don't think that's glorifying it. I think that's trying to be accurate. A Ted Bunny is not that cute, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I am not even but, the least bit attracted to him, but I can understand at that time, like, what the American man looked like. I guess. Also, I just, do you yeah. think Zac Efron's that cute? Aren't you not really that into him? I'm not on it, but I know that he is quintessential hot, hunky man. Yeah. What I'm thinking of, every time I picture Ted Bundy, I can only picture Norman Bates. From Psycho, mm, yeah, that is what he so looks weird. like to me. The the actor who plays Norman Bates, yes. Yeah. I will say something. though that I remember like even when I was younger and like didn't know anything about this kind of stuff that because my mom was very cautious of like you know be careful don't get kidnapped yeah <laughs> and, stranger danger and one of the big things she told me about was like 
you know, someone might look safe. Like, I I didn't know at the time who she was talking about, but I remember her talking about Ted Bundy and being like, he was the guy that everyone thought was, like, the hot serial killer, and so everybody trusted, like... Not yeah. the hot serial killer, just the hot guy. <laughs> Everyone well, thought he was the hot guy. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. He was so charismatic and right. had this effect on people that all signs pointed to him. Yeah. And everyone was like, it's not that So he same. really must have been as good as Zac Efron, I guess. Well, and he I must think, have been. Well, I think he was kind of the poster child for it doesn't matter what you look like, you can still be a threat. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, like, I think we were talking about this before starting recording that I read this really interesting article that said he wasn't charismatic and he wasn't endearing and it was just how men were viewed and their superiority mm-hmm. back then that made women be subservient to him because of that. I'm sure he wasn't the ugliest guy walking around, yeah. but a lot of how, you know, social cues and norms around there, you know, allowed a lot of that to happen and it wasn't that he was this intelligent, charismatic person. That's interesting. I think, I think he, he still probably was more, more than, than the that, others. Yeah. I, I agree. I'm thinking that article might be tailored more towards, like, the trial and the more mm-hmm. information that we got from him, like, mm-hmm. once he was in prison and representing himself, he did not represent or present himself well in court. Like, that's where he comes off, not as charismatic, like but cocky. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've Whereas done this so many times. Was, was luring women into his car, he was way more than he was in court. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you think of, like, the people that had personal relationships with him. Anne Rule. A hundred percent. Yeah. Anne Rule, the true crime writer. That, oh. Who, she was oh. a cop for years. She and Ted worked like a, almost like a suicide hotline mm-hmm. that people could call, and they worked it together at night, so they would pull different shifts. Is she okay? Yes, but, I mean, I would argue that she was, a, a piece of her loved him, mm-hmm. and had this, like, relationship and bond with him, where she was putting pieces together, and she reported him, or was thinking of reporting him for a very long time and never did because of her relationship. She yeah. was like, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> We're going to get too far into attention. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm interested. I hope it's good. Yeah. I do I also like Zac Efron. Inter- the way of an interesting indie movie is yeah. good. Um, yeah. I'm not really looking for so much about the history of him because, like, I feel like we know enough about we know it. I don't need yeah. to know more. Yeah. I will say, and this isn't necessarily, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't testify if it's going to be good or bad but I will say what I've heard from critics is that this movie seemed to fall into the what I guess I will call the Bohemian Rhapsody curse where people saw a trailer and decided how they felt about the movie Mm. before they watched it Mm. so a lot of people shit on this movie I think because they went into it going well the trailer made me not like it I think that happens a lot yeah yeah but there's just certain movies I think I guess true true stories especially get that kind of yeah. rap where it's like, that's not how I thought it should be. Now I'm going right. to hate it because your trailer wasn't good enough for me. So Or just any movie that touches on a sensitive subject. They're like, yeah. they're going to frame it this way. Yeah. And that's not a, that's, yeah. So I'm well, going to see it still. Right. Yeah. And that's the, it's based on a true story or whatever. But, you know, the, those private conversations that we watch and have and those people that can't think for themselves yeah. think that, like, these are actual conversations that happened. Right. Yeah. So, it's still a fictional movie exactly. we're watching, not yeah. a documentary. It's a dramatization. Bill Zac Efron. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. And a recommendation, Sam? My recommendation, um, if any they listeners out there, yeah, uh, Almost Famous, Always. Oh, cool. That one gets an 11. <laughs> <laughs> 11? 
She just gave us the sassiest look, like, you better not tell me. I have just to give it a 10. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And that thing you do, for sure. Mm. Cool. Yeah, it's amazing. They're all a good time, so... Great. Well, thank you so much, sis, for being Thanks on. Thanks for being for here, being Sam. Our, our inaugural guest. guest. Thanks for yes. having me. So exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and Kimmy, what are you going to do next week? Yes, join us next week when I explain the movie La Llorona <laughs> to Corny and Kayleen. This is the first scary movie of our podcast. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it is. It's true, which is pretty interesting because that's, you know, scary movies is kind of one of the reasons that we started this podcast. It is one of the reasons, and also just, we're anticipating, hopefully, some of you listeners will be interested, maybe if you're too scared to go see the movie, you'll like an explanation of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I always want to know the plots of scary movies, but I, you know, sometimes don't want to go see it. Yeah. Might be too scary. I mean, I like scary, so I'm this pretty excited. This is not going to be scary. <laughs> <laughs> don't think so. Don't think so. Cool. Okay. Sweet. So, signing off, friends. Catch you next okay. time. Have a lovely day. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Talk soon. (laughs) So long, friends. Bye, everybody. Okay, bye.